Welcome to Bliss Dreaming with Nanakasha. Welcome to the podcast that living your bliss life now. No more waiting. My world is my creation and yours is yours. You are meant for so much more. Let's unlock the door to it now. Join Nanakasha, best-selling author of Ore Rich, Secrets to Master Your Money Mind, creator of High Income Hypnosis, the Akasha Mystery School, Akasha Method for Spiritual Mastery, and the Bliss Business School. Whatever your secret dream is in your heart, I know you're meant to live it. So let's get you writing your bliss dream to happiness and riches. Material, spiritual, financial, emotional, and mental. Unlock your best now, because that's what is calling you. You cannot deny it any longer. Get into your bliss now. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, and you can find all the resources by going to blissstreaming.com. And if you have any feedback for Nan, you know, she would love your thoughts, anything at all, like who you'd like on the show, just visit our Facebook page at blissstreaming.com slash Facebook and post it there. And now, here's Nan Akasha. All right. So, welcome, everyone. This is Nan Akasha, and this is what I call my true confessions or my true psychic confessions call. And we're going to, like I said a moment ago, we're going to do a free live energy transmission. I'm already streaming energy to you. I'll explain a little bit about that and how it works and what's going on. But just know that you're safe if you don't want any of the love and the other powerful energies that are coming through me to you guys in a special mixture just for you because you're here on the call helping to co-create the energy here. Know that it will just move right through you. Something I learned many years ago doing very deep healing work and energy work and animal communication and ultimately communicating with pretty much every form of life and realizing that, oh, wow, everything is conscious, everything has an intelligence, and it's very, very aware, and it can receive whatever it is you're sending, whether it's you consider it positive and powerful and uplifting and healing and the most miraculous thing that's ever happened, or you consider it negativity and, you know, criticism and judgment and shame and guilt and those things that really lower our vibration. Ah. <sighs> Just know that in this moment, you, at a deep, deep level, have a very, very clear awareness of who you are, who you really are. doesn't matter if you know completely consciously. And that part of you is absolutely on the job, right? Here, taking care of you, watching over you, guiding you, giving you hints, moving you in different directions, allowing every single situation in your life to be an opportunity to grow, to heal, to let go, to expand, to open to that next level of your life where the desires that are burning in your heart, the desires that are deep, deep inside of you, that are within your spiritual blueprint, that are there, that you put there when you decided to come here, they're like little time capsules going off, right? And they never shut up and they're reaching out. And so what's happened for me is I spent a long time, um, I've been on a spiritual path about 20, 26, 27 years in a very intentional, very conscious way prior to that. No religion, no spirituality, very, very little religion. And, um, and so I had no context for that. I just went out into the world to work hard. Um, I was told, be a good girl, pay your bills on time, tell your dad everything, work really, 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 really hard, don't embarrass us follow all the rules, and everything will be fine. And oh my gosh, I don't know if, I know all of you got your own programming. 
because I'm a hypnotherapist and a mindset specialist and I spent over 16 years doing hypnosis and other deep inner work and getting to go inside people's subconscious and I can tell you it's just amazing to see what's in there and why we do what we do and why we love what we love and don't love what we don't love and why we make choices and patterns over and over and why it appears like we, we are failing sometimes or we're not getting what we really want. You know, all of us have had triggers in our lives, painful triggers, powerful, loving triggers, amazing spiritual openings, whatever it is, they're different little triggers that go off in our lives that say, whoops, time to wake up to the next level. Whoops, time to, you've gotten what you've needed in this situation with this, these people in this relationship, in this job, in this town, in this city, in this house, and in whatever, in this mindset. <laughs> Maybe some of you have had huge deconstructions of your life where just, right, just literally almost instantaneously or overnight or over a very short period of time, everything you believed in, everything you thought was real completely collapses well I've been there many times and I know that there isn't probably anyone on the planet who's lived longer than a few years that hasn't had at least one and it doesn't matter if we're tiny little babies that can't speak English or whatever their language is yet uh, we're all sentient divine beings that came here with great awareness uh, on many many levels of who we are and what we want and we were encoded and imprinted right on many levels to keep that connection to our original source but we're also not supposed to know everything about us and everything about everything because we're here to play a game we're here to play a role we're here to go okay you know I'm going to be this kind of person in this kind of situation because I want to experience these kinds of things right and so one of the things that I designed and did many years ago was uh, something called soul readings and it was fascinating it was like you know when you do what you love, which is my primary thing, I like to help people figure out what their bliss is and their vision, their mission, their path, and how to follow it unequivocally, not settling every step of the way, up-leveling in every area of your life into a place of believing that it's in the flow. And when you do, and it's sometimes very, very challenging to let go of the beliefs we were raised with and very difficult to step out when the people who uh, love us around us don't understand why we want something more. Uh, do you feel like the weird one, the black sheep? Do you feel like the one that's like, um, excuse me, you know, you don't fit in. <laughs> Why do you do that? Just go get a job. Just go be responsible. Just, just, just make me feel safe by doing something I think is safe. Don't go out after your dream. Don't go do weird stuff or start businesses or whatever, right? So most likely if you're here, you, you've experienced that, right? You're different. And I'm here to tell you whether you know this or you haven't gotten to this point yet, there's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of us weirdos out there. There's a lot of us that that live in and are sensitive to and aware of higher realms and different realities and love as the essence of all things. And we may all speak different languages and come from different frameworks, you know, different parts of the world, different ways of seeing things, you, you know, and yet we all are here really at a moment in time when we realize we're one. 
And so part of what I wanted to do today was it's become, it's become very, very obvious to me that my path is shifting, um, not in a surprising, shocking way, uh, but in a, an embodying more of who I truly am way, which is what I've spent most of my life seeking to do and feeling difficult. I was shy. Uh, I, I didn't feel good enough. Uh, I never thought I was, you know, pretty enough or anything enough, really. And so I was a massive overachiever, which, you know, gave me a great work ethic. I definitely can work hard. definitely can keep going. I can definitely um, manifest pretty much anything I really put my passion to because I've got this ability to just go for something if I really connect to it energetically and um, hang on a second I'm just seeing if people are having a problem here getting on the call um, uh, all right I'm not sure what it is but hopefully you guys can hear me I'll just check it somebody in my office was Skyping me Okay, and then I've got, let me check if anybody over here is talking. Hi, Rolanda. Hi, Jeremy. Florida, Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, well, let me know if you can't hear me. We'll keep going then. That was a little bit of a... Oh, okay, it's just the email link. Okay, good. Well, that's why we record everything, but here we are. We're here in the moment, and so... You know, maybe you have felt like you have a different path to lead or you had gifts or sensitivities when you were younger that you were maybe like me where you had a lot of imaginary friends and my parents thought it was very charming up until an age, a certain age and then it was, you know, grow up and be real and stop being silly and don't believe in fairies and all this anymore and it was all very real to me and of course now I know that it was very real and I have to literally like relearn to become uh, a lot of what I was as a child, and many of us are like that. So now is a time of unlocking. I really believe the energies, the world has evolved, the energies have sped up, the vibrational rates are raising, and that means our states of consciousness and our states of awareness are expanding. The speed at which we manifest or create or see results is speeding up. And what this has done is it's spun the economy and the world into a very strange place because people were not uh, in mastership, in co-creation with their emotions and their minds. You know, most of us know that that we're being fed through news, and I don't watch the news, but it's going out into the mass conscious, right? A lot of fear, an overabundance of negativity that is out of proportion to the reality out there. There's anxiety and stress and economic crashes. And this is truly, from my perspective, just a result of giving somebody um, a fast car when they're still learning to ride a bike, Right? It just means that what's happened is we've got to catch up in our internal, energetic, spiritual, other realm 
parts of us because we're multidimensional. We're multi-sensory. We have 360 senses, and that's only what we're aware of now. Like, we'll figure something else out, you know, in three years or something. We'll have ways to become aware of it, or we'll all expand at a bigger rate. So what we're really, really doing here is uncovering, and we're all coming out. We're all coming out of the closet, and it's what needs to happen right now. So what I'm doing is is I'm always on my own path. You're always on your own path. If you're not on it really consciously and intentionally, get on it because you're on it anyway, right? You're being dragged through life. You're wondering, why the hell is this happening to me over and over? You know, why does this pattern come up? Or why do I keep repeating this feeling with this relationship? Or why am I still attached to this person? Or why can't I, you know, stop repeating this pattern of inconsistent income or, you know, fear or not letting, reaching out for help or whatever it is, right? We all see this and we see very clearly that the desires, I call it the gap, right, within us is getting greater and greater. So for me, that gap has had huge, huge consequences in many ways in throughout my life because I have a tendency, I have an inner um, personality or network, you know, behavior pattern of of going after what I want, even when I'm aware that the consequences could be negative or the uh, people around me uh, don't believe in it. And it's a weird combination to be programmed to be this good, hardworking Midwestern girl trying to please everybody and make everyone happy and, you know, not be too much and being a big energy, which I now can understand and accept. I was told, and I know a lot of you were like this, I was told you're too much, right? You're too you're too happy, you're too outgoing, you're too trusting, you're too spontaneous, you're too loud, you're too pushy, you're too whatever. Um, or maybe you were shut down already because you were quite aware that you um, might say something that people looked at you and went, hmm, that's strange. So what's happened recently for me is that I have to go back more to my spiritual work and take the work that I do with business strategy and making money and unlocking people's vision for their purpose and bring bring it to people in a bigger way, in a new way that has to go out to the masses. And in order to do that, when you trigger these deeper levels of your purpose, right, when you awaken to your life's purpose and it unfolds in steps, you don't go to the ultimate end result. I've had, um, my first business was in fashion design, right? We did a million dollars the first year and three and a half years later we're closing it because the whole economy crashed at the end of the 80s and everybody, even the department stores, went bankrupt and didn't pay. And it was my first experience in, oh, people don't pay their bills. <laughs> when interesting money story and patterns came forth. You know, I had a real estate investing company for many years. It was very successful with 80 properties. All of that shut down and went away uh, in my three-and-a-half-year divorce, which completely crashed everything, including the million-dollar home that I owned, all of the assets I had built. I'd been the good, you know, girl getting married and accumulating art and assets and buying bigger houses and doing all that stuff you're supposed to do. That's what I was raised to. And... <clears throat> 
all went away. Um, at one point, I went from my fashion design business, I moved to El, uh, to um, New Mexico and began this unbelievable spiritual opening, and what a place to do it, right? I mean, you literally talk to people on a daily basis who see alien ships. Um, I got to where I saw them, too, on a regular basis there. Um, it became so normal that it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, I was driving home last night and I saw some over there. And that just completely blew my mind in the beginning. <laughs> um, and then I went through uh, really going within and, and just being completely crushed with that deconstruction of your life. So what I want you to understand that to manifest these desires in your soul, in your blueprint, in your belly, that are reaching out to you, you've got to look at your entire life in a way that weaves a story and that builds on itself and that has a point and a purpose. And if every single step of your life has a point and a purpose, how on earth could you be off purpose? How on earth could you be a failure? How on earth could you be a screw-up? How on earth could you be doing it wrong? The only thing that's happening if you're not moving to the next level, if you don't feel like things are changing or if you keep, um, you know, saying you're going to do it and then backing off, right, not supporting yourself, not making that decision, the right decision and following through and then just making another decision, right, and keep finding your way, it's only when you stop. But what happens when you stop, you're not really stopping, right? You're being dragged, and that's what we often hear is the spiritual two-by-four. I'll bet a bunch of you guys have heard the spiritual two-by-four, or not heard it, had it, <laughs> felt it, whack, right? We are powerful, powerful, powerful beings. And the more I went on a search to figure out how do we create a reality and who are we and how does, how does the world work, like how do we affect it, I, I played a lot of sports. So I, in um, high school, I all four years of high school, I was in varsity, volleyball, basketball, and track. And it was a wonderful, wonderful part of my life and my friends and everything. And we, because I, I went to um, high school in London, we got to travel all over. And we got to travel to, you know, Paris on a regular basis, Frankfurt, you know, all over England, like all these different places to, um, to play other teams. And what a phenomenal opportunity, right, to experience different places and lives and get this taste for variety and different ways of thinking and being. And all of these things, everything that has happened in my life has added to the flavor of who I am that makes me extremely unique when you combine together what I came in desiring and when those triggers are going off, all the different businesses I've had. Um, I had a daughter who died. I took me eight years to get pregnant. I had twins that I adopted that were eight weeks premature fit in my hand that just turned 18. Um, I went through an unbelievably horrendous divorce and ended up uh, bankrupt and, you know, practically homeless, didn't know where I was going to live, basically. And, uh, and all of these things, you see, are all how I'm manifesting the deepest desires of my soul. And we are so caught up with rules and being perfect and looking good for everybody else. We're so programmed and told we've got to belong. 
you've got to not do that. It's not safe. Don't follow that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Who do you think you are? You're getting too big for your britches. You know, people who literally hold back their income so they don't make more than their parents. I've done that. People who, women who were taught or told that women don't make money. It's not ladylike or you can't or you won't attract a man if you do that or, you know, we're not those, we're lucky ones that get to be in the wealth club, you know, and, and have money come easily to us. Like, we're all programmed, okay? So by now, most people have at least heard this, which is why I went on a search to understand our mind. So when you are feeling a desire in your belly, the only thing between you and manifesting it which is what I've learned through my life journey and all these massive ups and downs. I mean, I've made huge amounts of money and I've lost huge amounts of money, so to speak, you know, um, through divorce and different things. And, and it's just mind-boggling when you look back at some point and you see the thread, you see the connection, you see the picture coming into focus. Instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, when my first company closed, I thought I was literally the biggest loser ever. I thought all of my college education was a waste. All of my time in that industry was a waste because I had all these connections and all this knowledge and all this whatever, right? And um, nobody would want me. I had no value anymore, right? Um, you know, my parents were sad for me and yet also embarrassed and <laughs> they're not entrepreneurs. And all of that felt like the world had ended, and I was a complete waste of time. And I look at it now as one of the most important and valuable experiences I've ever had. I wouldn't trade it for a million, million, million dollars. Because in that short three and a half years, what I had to do as a person to grow in confidence right, to expand my voice and be able to ask and speak up and, and solve problems constantly. <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, you know, that's like, it's like basically what you do. You seek solutions all day long, right, and it was my first experience with that. But I learned so much and I grew so much, but it was so painful, so one of the keys that I've learned through my experiences is that you've got to take even the perceived pain, even the perceived I'm the biggest jerk that ever lived or I just created the biggest failure ever or I shouldn't have done that or whatever it is you're beating yourself up with or you're weighing yourself down with or you're holding on to or you're using as a reason to not take the next step in your life or you're letting other people in your life beat you up around or whatever it is. Okay, I want you to just take it out of you and look at it as if it was a present in a box. So just do that. Just take your hand and imagine you're just reaching in your belly and you're pulling out this big, giant net full, like when it comes out of the ocean with all those fish in it, which is horrible, but okay. You know what I mean? It's just that, that feeling like you just went whoosh and you're just pulling it up. Right? And pull out all of those things that you feel you're carrying around with you that's weighing you down. It's keeping you from calling a client back or from 
really starting your business is keeping you creating and creating and creating over and over and not getting out there and actually working with people. It's keeping you from talking on stage. It's keeping you from writing your book. It's keeping you from asking someone to, you know, change a relationship with you for better or for, you know, to move on. One of the things that makes me incredibly proud is that the people that I work with, it doesn't matter where they are right now. They can be, feel broken in many different ways, but what I look for is a fire in their heart and their soul that cannot be put out, and you all have it. It's whether or not you're really at the point where you're willing to do whatever it takes to bring it out in a bigger way. Because it means you're going to be seen. It means you're going to be hated. It means you're going to be criticized. It means you're going to be judged. It means that you're going to be afraid you're going to screw up, and you will screw up sometimes. It means you're going to have huge successes and amazing experiences, and it means you're going to have painful breakups in relationships and losses and things that you felt so attached to in your heart and you thought was the right thing to do. Perhaps you've already had those experiences. So I want you to begin to reframe all of that. In order to manifest any goal in your soul, you need to look at your life as a perfect, beautifully planned plot that was written out with care and intention and put through many, many, many meetings in a Hollywood studio. I want you to literally think that, you know, every day you get up and you create your life on purpose. You can take the hero, the heroine that you are in the center of your story, and you can say, interesting, where I am, where am I on this journey? What do I really need in this moment? If I was watching this movie and I was cheering myself on as the hero, what would I think, what would I want to give myself? Where do I, where would I be aware of I, where I was on that hero's journey? So I'm going to give you some examples of some things that I've done. And for some of you, it may not be a big deal. And for a lot of you, you may be like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that about you, which is what I hear a lot. And I want to share it because not to shock you or anything, but because for me, authentically, at this point, it's not like I've held it back. If some of you have been on my list since the beginning, which is probably eight years now, seven and a half years, I think, at least, um, you know, you came in through a much more woo-woo or much more spiritual thing. I used to talk a lot more about um, spiritual matters, right? And my, you know, website was Create Your Own Reality Now, and, you know, it said things like, you know, everything is opportunity, and I taught a lot of law of attraction, and um, my first course was called The Spirit of Money, and I have a huge library of meditations and CDs and high-income hypnosis and, and all these things, and my true passion is really to, I've spent all these 26 years or so learning not just for me, like who am I and how do I create my reality, but I'm a teacher and finding out that that's my, I'm a philosopher, I'm a teacher, uh, I'm a writer, I'm an author, and I, I, I need to disseminate this information that comes through me that I've gathered and that I've connected to these higher level sources. And I've recently <laughs> this been connected to a group that says they're called the Beloved Collective. And it's sort of like if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks, it's sort of like a group of entities that aren't incarnated that people channel through. So I used to go to a channel in New Mexico. Um, the channel, the, the being that came through was named Banu. It came through this tiny little woman named Karen um, who was sweet and adorable. And she was a travel agent when I met her. 
And it was very weird. I sat in the back of the room. I'd never seen a channel. All the stuff was pretty new to me. I got on my spiritual path because of my fashion design business closed. And uh, I got into a near fatal accident in the process of emptying my factory out uh, downtown LA. And they thought I had broken my neck. And I found out later that I had actually died. And I don't remember a lot of the, it wasn't like a really clear near death experience like a lot of people had. Um, however, it triggered, I came back with not a sense of like oh peace and you know harmony and the world is wonderful like you usually hear I didn't uh, I came back with uh, claustrophobia I came back with intense fears I'd never felt in my life it was like I triggered through to another level of a, almost a different person and this is what these deconstructions or painful things that happen to you in your life are really all about they're evolutionary triggers, which is Michael Beckworth's, uh, Beckwith's term, um, which I think is quite lovely and very accurate. Uh, but they really are what I call switching and flipping on and off your DNA. Um, you, you, you programmed into your, your field of energy, which I call your bliss field. They used to call your abundance field. You could call it your light body, your Merkaba, if you're familiar with sacred geometry or, or other levels of activating you you are the center your physical body is just a tiny part of this enormous uh, uh, light and uh, energy structure that creates you and as such you have within your field everything you need and I found this to be the most powerful thing I've learned over the years but when you have painful experiences, what it's telling you is, you know, there's multiple reasons things happen. Everybody involved has a purpose for being there. They're all there by choice and by purpose, and they really feel connected to whatever's happening. It's evolution. It's moving them along their evolutionary path as well, right? And so what happens, though, is you frame them as painful, uh, good, bad, embarrassing, humiliating, failure, whatever, right, instead of seeing everything kind of the same, not in a neutral way so that you lose passion um, because you need to be excited when you achieve something that means something to your heart or, you know, you, you go for a particular goal, you start a business. I mean, I love watching um, people start businesses and, and the personal growth that they have to go through right, to even go talk to their first client or to, you know, step out of their comfort zone and speak to people when they really don't have a reputation yet. And yet they know within them this is their path, right? So when you have the ability to activate these doors within you, sometimes you get everything you need in a relationship or a situation. So, for example, in fashion design, I went into that um, because... I went to college to do physical therapy and after my first year decided that was not it and went into design and art and opened a whole new world to myself I had never ever ever been and didn't realize this was a part of me and I took got a, a art history minor and I took a lot of fine arts and I did sculpture and painting and all kinds of things illustration and and it, and it came through as fashion design 
And so that was my first portal. But your purpose in life, right, is not to stay the same thing your whole life. Now, for some people it might be, but I don't think so. I think that that was the programming, you know, the past generations have had. And certainly I was given that programming too. My family was very upset with me when I first started to change jobs. Anybody have that issue? Right? You're not following that path and they're going, you're freaking me out, right? So they really are doing it from a space that they think they're helping by dumping their fears on you, by, you know, belittling you, criticizing you. Um, maybe you've had this. You know, if you have to keep going back to these seminars or keep doing whatever, it obviously doesn't work. Or haven't you tried this before and it didn't work? Don't you think it's time to just, you know, get real, be responsible, get a job, get a paycheck. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a job if you love it or if it's supporting you at the time or if it's giving you the skills that you want. But what other people are telling you is realistic and needs to happen, we are literally brainwashed into believing we've got to do what they say or we won't be safe, right? They won't love us anymore or something will happen. And that's a very primal programming. So I was very, had very low self-esteem even though I achieved big things. And I had this crash then with this company and what it made me do was say there has to be something more. So if that crash hadn't come along, at some point in my life I would have gotten on a spiritual path. But instead of wasting more time in that industry or whatever, having had a very fast <laughs> experience in personal growth and business and all kinds of money and all kinds of levels of growing up very quickly and learning, I came out of that and seeking something completely different. So when something leaves your life, it's liberating you to go to the next level. So I really want to offer you this and encourage you to write this down to transform your fear or your feeling that you failed, that it was a waste of time, that you shouldn't have done something, that you made the wrong decision, that that's not true, it can't possibly be true, and that if something is in a job or a marriage or a house goes into foreclosure or even just you feel like you're just Time to move and go on. Um, one of my former clients I ran into recently, and she's on a mystics journey. Something happened. She got put out of her house she was in, and she thought, well, maybe this means that it's time for me to just travel, and she's just traveling. And she turned something that most people would be in drama over and see as a bad thing into a, well, hey, let me see what doors this is opening. Where am I meant to go? And so a lot of the ups and downs that I've been through have taught, taught me to follow that flow and to look for the benefit inside of each thing. So here's the part of the confession part of this is I didn't have a horrible religious upbringing. My parents were Lutheran. I did a couple Sunday schools and the confirmation, um, but I really didn't, it didn't intrigue me. And then in college, I saw a lot of hypocrisy in traditional religions, so I sort of went around saying I'm an atheist, and then not really knowing what that meant, but just sort of like, you know, college people, you want to have a stand and an opinion about something. <laughs> uh, and then I went out and worked really hard and didn't really pay attention and oddly enough lived in L.A. and got into no woo-woo stuff at all. And when my company closed was when you know, it all crashed, and I said, there must be something more. And the first thing that I did was 
I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know where to go. I went to the bookstore and I wandered around and I didn't even know what categories to look at. And back then you couldn't walk into a normal bookstore and get all this metaphysical, spiritual, woo-woo kind of stuff. Um, there wasn't any shelf at all. <laughs> And uh, I thought, you know, I hear people make fun of Shirley MacLaine a lot and all of her spiritual tips, so I bought her book. It's very cliche, but that literally is how I started. And then we started taking books like Jane Roberts and Seth, you know, another channeling kind of thing. And, you know, the channeling thing is so interesting because in the beginning I thought, oh, my God, this is the most far out thing I've ever heard. I mean, it literally blew my mind. So if you're not familiar with that means, I was explaining a minute ago, it's when you're, you know, in a regular human body, but you in some way connect to or merge with or allow um, other beings, and you can call them whatever you want, you can call them angels, ascended masters, consciousness, God, source, your higher self. You know, there's a million different ways to frame it um, and feel it, and that's your, you know, your own journey to sort of feel into that. But they um, speak through you or inspire you. It could also be a level of a muse where you're just inspired by it. Um, and I really thought that was phenomenal, and but a little weird. And so when I got to New Mexico and went to this channel named Banu, it was in a bookstore and I sat in the back row and I crossed my arms across my chest and I looked up and I squinted at them with great disbelief and I tried to, you know, look for the strings, so to speak, right? Watching the magician looking for the secret trap door to see that it's phony and I would watch everything and then they took a break. And I wandered around the bookstore and I was looking at a, a card rack and I turned around and I was face to face with Karen, but she was still embodying Banu, who's supposedly the seven foot tall um, being from the Pleiades. So I told you I was telling you the true confession. I'm going to tell you how woo woo I am because I was on a call earlier today with a beautiful group of women and we're starting something called the Heart of All Women. It's quite phenomenal. But the lady on there said something about, you know, you're pretty woo-woo, and and she said, yeah, and I think the only one on here that could be more woo-woo is Nan, and I said, yeah, I usually tell people you have no idea what I've done, because when I got on the search, I decided I want what's the weirdest, right, because I just wanted to get away from the hypocrisy I saw in traditional religion, and I thought I had to learn everything, so the weirder, the better, you know, if it was alien dolphins, you know, transmitting signals from another planet with, you know, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, that's what's that about, you know. Um, but being there with this channel, obviously, I was very curious, and I turned around, and there was face-to-face, and I'm, I say he because, to me, I went to this channel for many, many, many years, and so it's a very real person to me, even though I'm looking at, right, the body of this little woman. And... He looks deep in my eyes, and I didn't say a word, okay? And he said, it's very important that you know you're not alone. And I burst into tears. Now, you know, if you've got a cynical mind like I did at the time, you can try to explain it away many times, but I can tell you that that is really probably the deepest soul level, you know, fear I have. Not being alone. I travel the world alone. I love to have time alone. I can be in my house alone. Not that kind of alone. That like you're not loved, everybody's abandoned you, there's no one left in the universe, right, type of love. That that very core wound from separating from source and love and coming into our bodies. And 
it took me a while to still trust this being, um, but over the five years or so that I did go to um, both private sessions and group sessions and got to know a group of people through the new this channel, um, it was a phenomenal transformation for me. And to have someone who was very loving, who said, don't follow me, don't become, I'm not your guru, don't, you know, if I start telling you do this and that, uh, or you won't, you know, find your way to source or something, you know, you know it's not me. And it just really awoke something inside of me. Well, I knew in that time that's the coolest thing, and I wish I could do that, but I didn't think I was good enough to do that. And I spent a lot of time studying and meditating and contacting angels and learning how to do astral travel. And I studied um, a lot of meditation, and I got um, initiated in Kriya Yoga, which is Paramahansa Yogananda, if you're familiar with the Self-Realization Foundation out here in Encinitas in L.A., and I think other places around the world and it was a it's a it's a foundation based on love, right? Spreading the word of love and it's a specific initiation path. And through the years I like I said, I looked for well what's underneath that? I wanted to really understand and what I didn't understand, like I said, looking back at your life, what I recommend you do is look at the pattern that's emerging in what you learned. And so you might, like I am, be at a point in your past when you know you need to take all of this stuff that you've learned and done, all of the stuff you've used in your teachings and coachings and whatever you've done, and put it together and teach it to other people so they can go out in the world. Like that's where I am. Or maybe you feel like you know you're ready to, you know, start working with people one-on-one or you're ready to write a book or you're ready to whatever, step up to that next position or have a kid or get out of a marriage. But you've got something within you and there is always a way to make it happen, but it doesn't feel that way. And when we're going through these learning curves in this lifetime, every one of these things where things fell apart for me, like I got into a safety zone with the new and that world and I got into studying meditation and I would do it with great earnest and I set up a whole room it was my meditation room and I started a pet sitting business and I had all day in the middle of the day home alone and I would meditate and study and just expand my psychic abilities I would put things in the I'd have um, my husband put things on the bed in the other room and I would sit in the other room and then I would add project into there like a remote viewing kind of thing I wanted to be able to walk through walls and I met people in New Mexico who actually had seen people do this and had created free energy machines and like I said a lot of alien stuff and every step of the way it felt like some sort of fantasy unfolding like this is this real and then you'd check back in well if I had stayed connected to what my family thought they would you know I wouldn't have been able to experience it and what was really wonderful to me was that it went from me being a doubter me being is this real is this fantasy is this happy thinking is this really going to work am I you know going to blow it or make a big mistake because I'm not doing things the traditional way and what I discovered every step of the way was that it didn't really matter what I believed or what I knew it mattered who I was being in the moment if in the moment I was full of doubt and fear uh, fear of rejection fear of not being liked uh, fear of making a mistake, um, fear of speaking up, 
uh, fear of being outcast, uh, whatever it is, then I wasn't really in the moment. And I wasn't getting the beauty that was there. I wasn't getting the power and the opportunities and the solutions that were there for me. And when things happened to me, like I I had this beautiful period learning and unfolding, and I began to um, go to study with Linda Tellington-Jones, who created something called the T-Touch, which is a, a very light circular touch that you can even do in an energy field all the way to on the body that changes behavior in animals, cats, dogs, and horses is what we learned on, and then people. And it changes and heals and does all kinds of things. So you learn a lot of energy work. And she taught us a lot of things like talking to trees. And then an animal communicator, Kate Celesti, came, and I became very good friends with her. And then I became an animal communicator, and I became very entranced with not just the energy, but the communication. Like, how could I actually know what it feels like to be this plant, to be this cat, to be a bird? And I wanted to expand my ability to feel love, to experience a connection to life and to purpose from different points of view. And what happened was I had all these opportunities. I went to this thing called the Lightning Field in New Mexico. And the Lightning Field is an art installation in the middle of nowhere on a high plains in an area where they get a lot of thunderstorms, low clouds, and lightning. And there was this 1930s cabin owned by this art gallery uh, that I um, did a part-time thing for when I was starting my pet sitting business. And um, and they, we, I booked people to go out to this place. And so, of course, I eventually had to go there. And people would pay to go for the weekend. And you had to drive to this tiny town in the middle of nowhere, and then they leave your car, and then they would drive you out to this house and leave you with food and then leave. And we didn't have cell phones back there. There was no phone. There was nothing there. And they leave you there for a day or two days. And um, hopefully you get storms and then these lightning rods that are, like, out over, like, a mile or I don't know what, outside this cabin, they attract lightning. Now, it didn't happen when I was there, but I've seen pictures. It's kind of cool. But what happened there for me was a huge spiritual breakthrough and a transformation from a lower vibration of fear. So talking about learning to manifest, right, any goal you have, if you become aware of things like perhaps the emotional scale, right, or that you need to raise your vibration or that Things like guilt and shame are low vibrations. You know, check out the book Power Versus Force where they literally measured the state of consciousness, the vibrational rate of everything. And when you are aware that you're raising your vibration, you now can see from a different perspective, right? And your goal is to continuously do that. So... At the lightning field, I was in a space where deep inside of me, I was in a deep seeking mode. So I was in like self-help mania, right? Reading books constantly, practicing techniques, doing different kinds of meditation and activations and energy work and, and on and on and on. Like I wanted to know, I wanted to see, I wanted to feel, I started to see energy. I started to be able to do all kinds of interesting healing work. Um, I learned something called radionics, which is not even in the U.S., 
Um, and it literally takes the vibrational rate of anything from unconditional love to a leaf to penicillin to the perfect functioning of a liver. And then I can make it in a bottle. I can send it directly to you. I can remind your liver, liver of its functional perfection, its vibration of functional perfection. I used to have a website called Vibrational Essences where I made a lot of these things into um, essences that you could take. So the spirit of money, the magnetic power of love, a, a whole series around, um, well, intuition accelerator, a whole series around for healers. And so I've done like some of the most deep vibrational work. And when you go down in there and understand everything is made of energy, right? Everything is vibrating at a particular rate. And we can get to that level. And if you go into quantum physics, which I then went crazy into studying, you realize that there is no, that everything is nothingness. There's no thing. Like inside of an atom is almost all empty space. Right? And so we are all connected at this deep, deep level. And I'm out at the lightning field seeking this within me, right? Not even knowing at the time anything about law of attraction or universal laws or a lot of the things that you know about now. I didn't know that my desires and my energies were putting out there. That was not something quite yet. I was learning about energies and vibrations. I was meditating to reach expanded levels of awareness, and I was activating my chakras, you know, these energy centers in our body, and I was learning about activating the energy um, and spiritual meridians in my body and um, all kinds of amazing things. But we didn't know that this was putting out. I was yearning for a breakthrough, and a lot of my fear, right, was around that being alone. And so what happened was one lady who came to the lightning field said, hey, you guys, guess what? I just got um, trained in hypnosis. I just did it for myself for fun, and if anybody wants to try it, let me know. Well, many of you know that I am a hypnotherapist now, so this was before that. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it at all, but I was up for any experience at all. <laughs> I really, really, really wanted experiences. So uh, I got this uh, desire to say, I said, yes, I do. So the last day, we were waiting to be picked up, and everybody sat in the in the living room all around the chairs in the room, and she began to hypnotize me. And um, I don't know if you've ever had this, been guided into um, a nice uh, deep state, but I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> so she'd do all of this, guide me down and walk me through, and, and then she'd be like, just open it up, like, what do you see? Like, just leave it for me to begin visualizing, for me to begin seeing. Well, you have to realize that I had been doing this for a few years, but all of this was very new to me, visualization, um, affirmations, all the stuff that's kind of normal out there now was not well known, and so I was new to a lot of it. And I kept saying, no, I don't see anything. No, and I could feel everybody sort of staring at me, and I could feel her frustration. And um, she's like, okay, one more time, and I'll walk you down, and blah, blah, blah. And she says, and you walk up to a cliff, and what do you see? And I literally, in my head, I could see my feet, I could see the ground, I walked up to this edge of this cliff, I could see the edge of the cliff, and then literally as if it was like, you know, now we've seen how, how they make graphics and stuff, it was like the rest of the picture was cut off, it was just blank, you know, and I was like, no, I don't see anything. And so she just sat there for a minute, and all of a sudden, I started to feel my body begin to expand like I was a giant balloon, like from the Macy's Day Parade. 
and I wasn't moving. I had my eyes closed, but I could just, it literally felt like my arms that were sitting on the arms of the chair were starting to just blow up. And my fingers were these huge fingers, right? And my arms were becoming these things. And it was like, and she could sense it. And she said, what's happening? And I started telling her, and she goes, oh, good, just go with it. And so I began to blow up and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And pretty soon I just began to literally float up out of my body so like some of the things you may have read um, it was very much that and I had not been able to have an experience this intense or this you know profound up to that point and I'd seeked it and wanted it and so it was very surreal to actually have it happening and I literally floated up I could see everyone in the room and I floated and floated and floated and it was like a magnet was pulling me up by my back and it was I went up and up and up until the room and the building and the town and the, the planet became very, very tiny and then everything went black and I was just floating up uh, and I felt ex- extremely peaceful and I felt completely relaxed, completely supported. I didn't feel like I was anybody was there, but I just floated and then it became very, very bright and then I just sort of stopped and I just floated in this brightness. And she kept saying to me, oh, great, so, you know, turn around and see who's standing behind you. And again, I couldn't. I'd sort of imagine turning around in my mind's eye. I wouldn't. I couldn't see anything. But I could feel this presence behind me. And it literally felt like a huge presence holding wings around me. And it was just, you know, like this. And uh, all I knew was that I felt an, a peace uh, a love that you cannot put words to, that do not exist um, in our everyday lives, and is the truth of all things. And I just hung out there for a while and floated back into my body and told everyone my experience. And but it, it transformed who I was. It literally transformed me from a cellular level. It transformed me. Uh, it got rid of my fear of death. Now, I don't want to die, um, but I don't fear my death anymore. I do fear death of my loved ones because that's not something that I want to have the experience of. But I don't fear that they die. Right, and then shortly after this, I had been trying to get pregnant. I was just, you know, not going to doctors or anything. And many, many years went by, and I was still going to renew this channel and doing a lot of my work and um, doing some very deep vibrational work with animals. And um, I got pregnant. And it was the most joyful experience of my life. It was truly profound. And uh, perhaps you were on my podcast the other day, Bliss Streaming. Um, if I, I talked about that experience probably more than I ever had in public a little bit. And... It was just one of those times when it felt like I was in pure, pure bliss. It literally felt like, oh, you know, everything that I've wanted has come together. Um, I was living in New Mexico in this beautiful house. I had a pool. I looked out over the mountain. I, you know, had gardens. I spoke to angels and nature. I helped people heal through vibrations. I was very into saving the planet. And, you know, just everything felt very much like the Garden of Eden and... <clears throat> 
all of my dreams and and plans were were like yes you know and and my you know baby's gonna come and 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 then I went on a dolphin swim I didn't know I was pregnant yet <clears throat> and I went to the Bahamas and it was one of these things where you get on a boat not so nice boat <laughs> and you go out 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 for five six hours until you don't see land and you stay out there for like five days and you wait for wild dolphins to show up and you get to swim with them and it was phenomenal and it turned out I was pregnant at the time so it was incredibly magical the dolphins were constantly around me I just had a, I mean, it was unreal. And when I found, came back and found out that I was indeed pregnant, I decorated the whole room in dolphins <laughs> for her. And um, I, one day I woke up and things were a little wrong. And in the end, she ended up dying at birth. And I had been going to Benu for a long time and I had built this whole new world from the one that I grew up in, right, where it was work hard and suffer and then you're good enough. I mean, you don't get approval, you don't get help unless things are really, really bad, right? And you should be suffering. And then I said, good for you. And I crashed out of that world and thought that I was a loser. And I found this thread in spirituality and I found this loving presence in this channel and I built a whole new system of beliefs and I did everything right. You know, I was meditating and being a good girl and... (laughs) in the new way and I'd gone to Benu many times and we discussed my baby and, and what, you know, she would do in the world and what would happen and what would be passions and so I felt incredibly betrayed by God, by my spiritual beliefs, by this channel who was one of my teachers, uh, by pretty much everything that I had achieved in finding peace and control with. Shut that window. And everything crashed again completely. And again, I want to offer you that I would never in my wildest dreams wish this on anyone. I would not ask for this to happen. And yet I know in all my searching and I know when this happened to me that it was a gift for me to understand that these are choices and agreements that we all make together and that we make and it gave me an opportunity to go into being a deeper (laughs) more connected to spirit all of the breakdowns and painful things that have happened in my life have turned out to be gifts because they have required me to go deeper to figure out the why the how the how to keep going And obviously after Jordan died, I didn't care if I lived or died and I didn't want to speak to this channel. And I finally, I think maybe four or five, six months later, had enough healing to go. And I sat down and Karen left and he came in and they started the cassette tape (laughs) in a private session. And I didn't say a word. I didn't explain anything. I didn't ask anything. I just looked at him. And I said, and he just started talking. And he said that, do you love your husband? And I said, yes. And do you you love your daughter? And I said, of course. And he said, would you die for them? And I said, absolutely, unequivocally. And he said, so what if... They came to you and they said, 
we both really want to have this experience. It's going to be huge for our spiritual evolution and our growth. And it, it's really a big, important thing to trigger things for us in this lifetime so that we can have, you know, our own evolutionary triggers go off within us. And there won't be anything in it for you. But would you be willing to do that for us because you love us? And in that moment, I didn't know how to phrase it, but I learned something that I teach with now, which was is called flip, right? It took something that I felt a victim over, that I felt punished, I felt taken away, all my dreams had crashed. I felt, why me? I literally watched people heard about, you know, teenagers dumping babies in dumpsters and countries where they dump them on the side of the road and everywhere I went it looked like people had babies and it feels like, right, you're the one that doesn't get to have what you want. And, and in that moment, that flipped it completely. And I knew in that second, oh my gosh, that's 100% correct. That's 100% correct. Of course I would. And then the beautiful thing is that, of course, there's something in it for me, too. But that wasn't the point, right? And I'll tell you that I got to watch my um, husband, ex-husband now, his purpose come into his body the moment that our daughter died. He was, uh, he went and ultimately went into hospice and was in it for many, 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 many years. And uh, it triggered for him what was next for him. So I definitely saw what he got from it. And I could imagine, and I would communicate with my daughter a lot and to see what could be in it for her, but he couldn't see what was in it for me. And now I know that I have the ability to come out of pain like that. I have the ability to to understand that space, right, and take people to that next level. Um, lift you out of whatever it is. When I went through my divorce, <laughs> I had a million-dollar home. I had a real estate investing company. I built up like 80 properties. I thought I was set for life, and I was going to finally get out of a 25-year marriage that was extremely negative and challenging and difficult, and I felt like I had been set free. And three and a half years of unbelievable drama um, and... <laughs> Anyway, I was literally bankrupt. Um, my company was closed, all the properties, whatever, and went in different directions. Um, I gave my ex-husband a house to live in, and I ended up with no properties. <laughs> and I lived in a home that uh, my parents bought and let me rent only because I said no, only because um, that my ex asked them to. And they then refused to let me sell it where I was going to make money. I had a, a lease option with them. If you know what that is, you can rent until, until a particular date and then you pay them off in whatever way that was. So I was going to make about $60,000 on it, but my dad had set the price. He had set the terms. I, I said, whatever you want. And... <laughs> He refused to sign the agreement. He refused to sign the paperwork. He said, I didn't expect for you to make any money. I didn't want you to make any money off of this. And um, he kept the house and then gave it to my ex-husband who lives there now. And 
My mother disowned me during my divorce. While I was in that house at one point, she came over and she was very upset because I had a lot of boxes and she's a very critical person. And something happened and she was like, I don't love you anymore. I don't love you anymore. I asked her not to come over and criticize my house, but I was doing the best I could considering I was in the middle of a divorce and so on. And it was literally like everything, every possible net was taken out from underneath me. Everything. Okay. And I was divorcing my family basically as well as my ex-husband and put out into a space where there was no money, sweating every night to figure out how I was going to pay the bills. And having been, you know, flying first class around the world, you know, owning beautiful homes, um, getting to do amazing things, to trying to figure out how to feed my kids. So the ups and downs that come are all creating exactly what you need. It doesn't mean we have to go through these deep, deep downs, but when we do, we know it's an invitation. So let's just tune in for a moment. (sighs) All right. I want to come over. Oh, good. I see someone with their hand up now. Oh, yay. (laughs) So Jeremy said, I asked to run. He signed up for a one-on-one bliss session at the beginning of the call. Talk to you soon. Um, Someone says, I'm totally with you, Nanny Baby. So fascinated by and appreciating your stories. Impressed by your courage to be true to the real you. The more woo, the better. Hugs. Love, Marnie. Um, Somebody said, the sound's still not working. Still not working. I hope that's fixed by now. I apologize if somebody's very upset that it's not working there. Um, sure, they're working on it. And I do have a recording going. Wonderful. So what I want to do is tap into a little bit of the energy transmission we're having. And then I want to open the lines and talk to a few of you that are there. And what I want to offer and help you with right now is Anything, okay, anything at all that you feel is in the way. Maybe you don't know what you want, so you can't manifest that soul-level goal, right? Maybe you feel stuck or you're repeating a pattern, maybe whatever it is, all right? And what I want you to understand is that there is so much support and love for you right now, right here. So if you can just, if it's safe for you, if you could take a moment and close your eyes and relax. And I want you to just start by taking a very, very slow breath and allowing yourself to slow down and let your awareness slow down. And I want to show you how to tap in. Perhaps you're already feeling the energy that are coming through. Perhaps you're going to feel them at a deeper or higher level now.
So I want to share with you that now I have very high level sensitivity and perceptions to energies, to communications, to all different levels of spirit, angels, um, the Love Collective I'm channeling now, the Be Love book that's coming through. I'm running every single thing in my life through spirit. But it wasn't always that way. So wherever you are is perfect. And I used to have a lot of frustration about wanting to be able to see or feel or hear um, those messages or that energy. And so from wherever you are right now, you can now expand your awareness. And so now I'm unlocking inside of all of your minds that you can, that you have the permission now to expand your awareness in this moment and feel. So what we have with us right now is what is being called to me the Love Collective or the Be Love Collective. And of course, this is how to embody the highest, most pure vibration of love. Now, what I'd like for you to do is just imagine a few things, and when you imagine, you activate, and first you need to accept. So just go ahead and say in your heart, you know, I accept myself exactly as I am right now, and I'm open to receive and be aware of easily a new level of sensitivity to my own energy and vibration. So just allow your awareness to scan down your body. And now it's just beginning to light up. Maybe you're just feeling or seeing a color. What I mean when you're feeling a color, it's sort of like you're not really seeing it and you're not really hearing a voice. So you're sort of feeling, oh, I think it's pink. Okay. And now just expand that willingness, that openness, and really dial up what I would call your feminine energy, that receptive energy. You're not trying to create, you're just, oh, thank you. You're receiving, you're receiving, you're receiving, you're receiving. So what the Be Love Collective did last night, or this morning at 3 in the morning, <laughs> we were outside together and literally became such a big space for receiving that it became like one of these giant Buddhas that you see, really embodying that compassion of Kuan Yin, that mother energy of compassion for the world. And that being one of my purposes and missions on the planet is to hold this space, having been through a lot of pain and a lot of loss, a lot of recovery, a lot of criticism and judgment, outcast, humiliation. It requires you to go to the deepest levels within you, to find that truth of who you are, to accept who you are designed and made as instead of what you were told you should be or could be. So I want to invite you right now in the moment 
to just suspend your disbelief and don't be like me in the back of the room watching the new channel like me. Suspicious. Just sort of say, hey, what if? What if this was real? What if this was true? Or what if this love was pouring to me and through me and cleansing each of my cells and waking them up and energizing them and releasing and just filling them up with so much joy and love and happiness that all of that fear, doubt, worry, negativity is just falling away and feel as if you are sort of expanding like that big balloon that I became as I tapped into the the expansiveness, the lightness of my being. Just feel your as if perhaps you're becoming bigger and bigger and bigger like Alice in Wonderland. And as you become bigger, you become more aware of these streams of love. Now I want you to just do something you've never done before. So if you've never visualized or initiated a visual of what's happening to you, do that. Say, well, if it looked the way I wanted it to, it would look like shiny, bright streams of glittery energy pouring, you know, down through me. Or, you know, it feels as if somebody is, you know, behind me, you know, surrounding me and beaming heat at my back or feel into another level. Say, it's safe right here right now for me to just feel a new level and receive at a new level. And I now hear permanently open, 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 open you to be able to receive more love. Receiving Receiving, opening, relaxing, relaxing. Very good. So right now there's a very strong beam of energy coming in through the front of your chest, right where you would consider your heart center to be, in the center of your chest. And... There's also a big beam of energy coming in the back of you into that same spot where your heart is, but on your back. They're coming in at an angle almost like acupuncture needles, right? Energetically opening that meridian, releasing that block, letting go of that clog doesn't matter what it is. If you need to know, it will come to you very easily. Oh, that was my fear of this, or that was my blame of so-and-so, or that was whatever it is. Just feel it coming into your heart and open up that meridian. And here in this space, you can manifest any goal that your soul is currently serving to you. Within your space, there is always the answer. I can see it. I guide my clients to see it. I want you to decide your sin is going to see it today.
and feel that opening, opening, and just focus on the flow. Do you feel a flow? What does the flow feel like? Is it friendly? Is it happy? So stay in this space for a moment now. I want you to really focus in while I'm quiet. And when I come back in a second, we're going to open the lines and I'll take some live calls and see what we can open up for you. Just allow yourself to feel, to experience. And when you find yourself dropping into your mind and trying to analyze it, just don't. If it's just a sensation or a color, that's perfect. Allow it to be whatever it is. All of the breakdowns have allowed you to be at a higher level of evolution. All of the pain has allowed you to love at a higher and deeper level. All that you are, all that you need is here now. Just feel the flow. Now, just know that you're staying in the flow, that the pillars of light, the collective of love, the platform and light beneath and above you is still there. This is all the sacred space that was created today and last night for this call and this space, that all of your perfect guides and angels and absolute perfect energies for you are within your space. You're in a bubble of unconditional love in your bliss field. Everything is yes around you. And know that that continues as, as you come back into maybe a little bit more conscious state as we move into taking some callers. I want to share with you that some of the journeys I've been on into deep places where we go to literally other planets like the Pleiades and go through university there and are taught at night, either in our sleep and our dreams or during deep meditations. When I was in Egypt the first time, we had 200 or some people and they would shut down the temples and the pyramids for us. And we had two days in a row where we meditated for four hours straight literally ascending um, with the help of Thoth and Melchizedek and Metatron, who are ascended masters, if you're not familiar with those names. And these are, of course, all beings that are not in bodies <laughs> that would come through and um, 
uh, the spiritual teacher would channel them, I would channel them, different people would um, play roles, and we would do sunset or sunrise activations in these temples. And the energies that you access in sacred places like this, if you've ever been, um, are unbelievable. And they can take you so quickly to a deeper level of awareness. You also break down faster, right? So when we were in the pyramids the first day, I was the last person that snuck into the king's chamber where um, we were oming and toning and the rest of the people had to be down the stairs and in the queen's chamber because we were so many people. We had so many people crammed in there. And we began to chant and tone and meditate and om. And somebody was playing a didgeridoo into the corner and the walls were vibrating. And if you've ever been there, it's like it's just solid black stone and it just vibrates like crazy. And it was... Um, very hot. Uh, they pump in air and light because you're literally have sort of climbed inside of a giant stone. It's extremely dense and high. And um, we were meditating and meditating. And at one point, um, Metatron came through and said, you're holding on. You are holding on, and not just me, but all of us, right? Because when we come together, like all of you today on this call, we are all on a similar path of evolution. We're all having this energy transmission together because it's triggering and flipping on and off switches in our DNA, in our awareness. It's resolving or dissolving things within us that is best for our next step. And coming together as a group means that we're evolving in this one moment together as a group, right? And... um you know, I've gotten to where I, I communicate with these different spirits that came through very clear and said um, that we were all holding on, which is what we really all do. And so right now, sort of as you're coming out, I want you to just notice where maybe you're holding on. And it was so interesting to be in that room and be in that structure with 220 some people and be completely out of my body, completely into the energy field, completely aware at an expanded level and yet aware of my body. And to be collectively expanding, expanding, feeling this call, feeling my energy body, my soul literally opening up and being drawn up, drawn up, but feeling like there was this invisible feeling. And it's very akin to how we feel every day in our lives. We can't get our business to run or to make enough money or to whatever the barrier is, right? And Metatron, which is the voice of God, sort of speaking, uh, entity, came and said, let go. And this gigantic fan, if you've ever seen those attic fans, those huge fans that have those big blades, it was something like that came from below us, below the pyramid, and up through all of those, you know, energetically. And it was cutting, it was spinning and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting all of our ties to the earth, all of our attachments to who we were and where we were and what was going. And in that moment that it came up through us, we all ascended in the same moment. And there was this, this, sort of explosion of energy and we blew the lights and the power out. Now we were so deep uh, into our um, experience and out of our bodies that we kept going for several hours. And I remember feeling relief when that bright light in the corner of the room that was sort of in my face went out. 
the darkness at that point because of where I was experiencing expanding energetically with these unbelievable energies going into new realms and ascending into new um, vibrational rates and new places where it's, it's like the world is the same and yet it's not. It's like you see and feel and know things you didn't know. You can see and manifest more quickly. Let me get some dogs over here. And so I want you to just see as you're coming out of this, where are you perhaps holding on? Because what was phenomenal about this, in retrospect, knowing what happened, was that we blew out the power. And we didn't just blow out the power in there, which meant that the air wasn't being pumped in and we had no light. So we came out, we were sweating, we were crammed in there. We only had a couple little flashlights. People were having claustrophobia. I got more claustrophobia. Um, it triggered huge old past life patterns for me. Um, I couldn't after that be inside of a room that didn't have a window open. Um, I couldn't get into small spaces. Uh, I felt I was like it brought up all of the different lifetimes where I had been burned alive, buried alive, locked away, trapped, enslaved, imprisoned, um, limited in some way because my number one value in this life is freedom. So for you, what's your number one, number one value in your life and what are you keeping is keeping you there? And so what happened was, boom, we blew out the police radios and the power for about a mile radius. And this is right there in, in Giza and, uh, you know, um, there's hotels and there's a little town and everything. And we didn't know this until we find our way out. We also found out that they had locked the, the gate to not let anybody else in and they'd left to go and have coffee. So the next day when we went back, I was extremely claustrophobic. I was in a lot of fear and it triggered about a five day, well, maybe not that many, four, three, four day experience where um, I was everywhere we went. It was like I was raw. My nerves were raw. I was living between the worlds. I was seeing things and connecting to old energies in these sites, which of course are there, but not the beneficial ones. And and then there was this experience where we went by these two, um, what are they called? The, the Colossus of Memnon. If you've seen them, they're these two giant, you know, beings sitting, you know, on these chairs. And they're just sitting in the middle of nowhere now. They're just kind of sitting in a field by themselves. And they pulled over the, the bus and they said, oh, get out and take a look at them just sort of as a tourist thing. And um, these two ladies I had met there who were extremely psychic and sensitive and into energies, we walked up and they, they said, don't go past this one line, right? And and we looked at each other and we go, oh, my God, it's a portal. It was like a Stargate. You know that movie Stargate? It was like a Stargate. And we could see it. We could feel it. And so we kind of crossed the line. They were looking. We ran over and we jumped in the middle of it. And we, we started to like, you know, feel the energies and move through these different um, portals and everything. And then they came and moved us out of there just as we were sort of, you know, how you sort of had to with the Stargate, they had to like line up a sequence and then it turned on. It was sort of like we had to be there and be aware of it and we began to turn it on. So then everywhere we went, we began to activate on our own these portals and it's very interesting because what happens is, is you start to connect with people, you see people and you just know you're meant to talk to them. You know, you begin into what I call a serendipity zone. 
So right now, just go ahead and take a second and, and bring that blade up from underneath you and just feel Metatron, that, that beautiful being that is the voice of source or universe or love or God or however you perceive that and allow that to come up and cut those ties. Just cut those ties to whatever's holding your back and just feel like you just blew out the power for a mile radius because your energy is just let go and ascended. And wherever you're going, you're safe. Wherever you're going, you're supported. And you are literally, as you're bringing in more energies, there's more key codes that are being turned on inside of you. These are keys that activate the different codes that are in you to say, oh, now I want to go into real estate investing. I didn't have that desire, and then it showed up, and all of a sudden I wanted to do it with every fiber of my being, and I went through hell to stay in it and to do it and to have my husband not speak to me and on and on and on. It was like, whoa. But that trigger went on, right? So just feel that, feel that. You'll be able to become sensitive to new energies, to new perceptions, and the key is is to trust yourself, right? to trust yourself because the answers are here for anything that you want. All right, wonderful. So let's see, we've got someone here from Fresno. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, man, you're, I re, thank you for taking my call. That was really awesome. There's a lot of stuff that you definitely brought up that, what are you holding on to? Oh, my God, what am I not holding on to? <laughs> I hate like so much. It's like, oh my God, I'm holding on to everything. Like since I was born, I'm still holding on to it. And then mm. you know that, um, that really, I feel like I'm not good enough, and that's the bottom line. Um, I was able to channel once this incredible presence that just, I mean, for like five hours afterwards, I felt like I had an electrical blowout through my body. Right. It was so intense. Um, the love was so powerful. I doubled me over. I felt like I had to drink a gallon of water. Everything, I perceived everything differently after that, for that day. Just everything had a different energy to it, right? And I was like, but then since then, I haven't been able to do it again. And so I just wondered, you know, since you... um channel what have you did you ever experience that that you had this amazing connection and then weren't able to connect again Mm-hmm. yeah and it's really and thank you so much for sharing um yes and it's really common so there's a couple things like in the beginning especially compared to the energy of how fast they are now. When people right. decide they want to learn this stuff, it really comes quickly. Of course, the information is there. When I started doing this, it was it seemed like it took me forever. So I, was, I spent, you know, several years before I was visualizing things. I would just get a feeling and then I would see colors and, you know, yeah, and then I would. It's been like yeah. 20 years since I yeah. started on this path. You know, it's been a long time. Every well, time if we're talking. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, if it's 20 years, it's definitely, you know, it definitely could be accelerated. And what's happening is like this is natural for all of us, right? So this, these are our gifts. And I know one of the, the, the information I received once was, you know, we've got to up-level the visualization skills on this planet because it's kindergarten. You know, just visualizing is just kindergarten in creating. So there's a couple things. One, you need to let go of the need to repeat the experience. And that's a, that's one of those spiritual lessons that takes many, 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 many years. And it, it's like finding the balance between you don't want to lose the desire that's driving you forward to like, oh, I want another cool experience out of my body or I want to have another connection with, you know, I, I created this one audio once based on a, a meditation I had and it spontaneously like Lakshmi, the goddess of, you know, prosperity appeared and was like throwing gold coins into my solar plexus and like all this cool stuff was happening, you know. And, you know, we wish all the time that we'd have these amazing over-the-top experiences. So one, it's part of uh, accepting the flow, right? And that you do get better, you do get more sensitive over time. It's like learning any other skill, learning the violin or how to walk or ride a bike or drive a car. But also, um, when we have, like you, you have this sensitivity that's natural and most of us do. There's different reasons why the, the, it's hard to get it to open because it's some level of fear right, of being executed, persecuted, you know, outcast, killed, beheaded, burned at the stake, whatever. It's not literal for most people, at least on the planet right now, um, but that's very, very real. That energy is so real. In fact, I was just talking about a month ago that all the entrepreneurs that I've worked with, I don't think that there's one that hasn't, hasn't had that fear. And you see it in regular, you know, people even who don't have, you know, businesses. It just comes out because when you put your yourself out there. You say, you know, hey, look, I do this thing, especially if you're a healer or a creative or a sensitive or you're doing something that's a little bit offbeat or woo-woo, you know, it triggers that, you know. I literally talked to a lady this week who was like, you know what, I have all of my family, they think I'm crazy, they'd say, why are you doing this? You're embarrassing us, just go get a job. So, there's some level always within us that I will come out and I will share this or I will have it and something bad will happen. I'll lose something. Um, I'll be outcast or something. That's very real in mass conscious and over the years of doing hypnosis and doing other deep inner, inner work with people that I've seen is like, um, it's like a miasm in homeopathy. I'm a homeopath is it's like, uh, syphilis or something like that it became so common in the world that everybody has that you know um, miasm in their makeup it doesn't mean we tend to get it anymore but it's become normal for everybody to have it that's the way this is so what you really want to do is if this is something that's going to serve you and you truly want it to come forth then everything that you're afraid of is going to come to the surface so the most important thing to remember is when you're on this path and you're like, I'm going to go do this no matter what, which is kind of like for me, I came out and did stuff and then I went and kind of hid during my divorce and then I came out and then I kind of went more business and now I'm like, you know, I'm going to come out with the most weird woo-woo stuff that I have because it's what is calling to me. It's what I love. It's what I need to be doing. And now I know I'm supposed to teach it. So I have clients who go, 
oh, wow, you know, I knew you were really good at business strategy or I knew that, you know, your hypnosis really opened me up in a way or whatever, but I didn't know you had this other level. And that's what I keep hearing. What you've got to recognize is that in order to do that, the stuff that you're most afraid of is going to show up. So it doesn't mean like bad things are going to happen. It's just like when you say, I'm not settling anymore. When you say, I'm not settling to be treated this way anymore, I'm respected, love myself, I see my value, then all the relationships in your life that are built on something else start to become difficult, start to become challenging, start to fall apart, and then it looks like everything bad's happening. So I had a client last year in the Bliss Business School. And she took off. She was like a rock star. The first three months, she tripled her income. Oh, only a couple years before, she could barely even move her body. She was, you know, a single mother. She'd been separated for a couple of years, and, you know, she hadn't been willing to sign the divorce papers, but she was like, just everything started happening. It was great. And this is what happens in the beginning. It's sort of like you, like you opened up to this experience. And then what happened for her was when you start to have those things that you desire, so whether it's to be able to connect to your spirits or your angel guides or to heal yourself or to open a business doing healing work or whatever it is, when you decide that that's what you want and you're going to go have it and you begin to manifest it, two things happen. You're programming in your subconscious mind, what I call your poor girl, that's supposed to keep you there will come up and make you sick and throw doubts and fears and negative things and different things up in order to prevent you from changing. Um, but another thing happens. You trigger something in your um, your literal karma, in your little literal energy field that says, oh, in this case, none of this stuff can be in your reality anymore. You can't believe this. You can't put up or live with relationships like that. You know, if you want to make more money, you have to be willing to give more, right, to believe you're valuable in what you give and to go out and tell people about it. And there's a lot of scary stuff that happens in order to do all that, right? You have to go out and speak up and so on. So so there's a lot of fears that come up along the way. So what you've got to decide is like, why do you want that experience? Why is your soul yearning for that right now? And do you feel yearning for it enough to let go of whatever has been keeping you from it? Because the patterns that keep you from it are the patterns that are supposedly keeping you safe, right? But when you want something now and you're tired of that way of being and that belief keeping you back, now is when you have to stretch out of your comfort zone and get through that. And so for you, finding out why you want it and then being willing to say, it doesn't matter what falls away. I want this kind of connection to my source. I want this kind of connection, these kind of spiritual experiences on a daily basis. I want to share them with people. I want to, you know, tell people how to do them, whatever it is. If that becomes a fire in your belly, then everything within you that is designed to help you get that will help you move through it. But what will come up are, you know, like the relationships, the self-doubt, um, the, the people who say you're crazy, you're embarrassing us or whatever. So are you clear why you want to? Yeah. Okay. okay. And, and so what came up for you while I was sharing? What felt true for you? Well, um, I, what you said, are you willing to let go of everything else and your fears, of course, and what are you scared of, of course, 
and I'm thinking, you know, well, yeah, there's the typical things like, you know, you're scared that people make fun of you or blah, 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 blah. Really, um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, that would be a concern, I think, and so I need to get over that because I don't want anybody to, you know, have it to fall upon, like, my kids and, and their friends or them to be ostracized because their mom is, you know, doing something that society doesn't seem, you know, suitable yeah. or respectful. So that's a really good one right there. That's a very big pattern, right? Um, and so that is going to play a big role in keeping you from a lot of things. In fact, that pattern right there, I would look at it because the roots of it go pretty deep and it's not uncommon for parents, right? We want everything the best for our kids. We're willing to do whatever it takes to help them. Um, But what is happening for you right now is the interesting thing that happens is you're being asked to still be a loving and wonderful mom, but to be you. And that being you will be being the best mom you can be. And that actually by hiding it or holding it back because of those fears is not stepping into being the best mom you can be because you need to be you to be the best anything that you can be. So there's a really big, juicy invitation right there. It's right there is the opportunity to step into, you know what, this is who I am, and I meant to step into this, and I want to integrate it in my life, and so I'm going to bring it in, and I will be safe, and my, you know, family will, you know, it will unfold beautifully and perfectly the way that it's meant to. And that doesn't mean that it necessarily people won't say something. However, in the long run, what your kids will get from you is the strength to say, hey, I need to be me. Right. And the power of you role modeling that is going to be amazing. But that, I agree, is very strong. The other thing I got well, for you was that there's a heavy sense of responsibility. It almost feels like if you accessed your, you know, connection, your powers, your, you know, ability to to do this on a regular basis, there's a part of you that feels like, you know, it's a big responsibility, how does that feel? That doing it would be a big responsibility? Uh, yeah, that in some way, if this opened up for you and easily came through, that there's some level of it that feels to you like it's a big responsibility. Hmm. Um, maybe, yeah, I wouldn't be able to lay low. I would I would have to be more responsible for other people and, and yeah, and then I also got when you said that that the fact that I'm not doing it is because I feel I have a responsibility um otherwise to my family. You know, mm-hmm. to be the one in charge, to make sure everything goes smooth, to make sure everybody's safe and that if I, you know, don't if I go the other route, who's gonna be there to cross the T's and dot the I's and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and make sure, you know, my husband's being responsible and not, you know, being irresponsible. You know what I mean? I got that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're carrying a lot of responsibility for other people. Yes. 
and we, you know, very common and done it myself a ton. Um, in fact, when I did healing work in the beginning, it was extremely painful from the sense that I was so attached to the outcome. I felt so responsible for people's results uh, that I carried so much stress you know, in my body over making sure that they were fixed, you know, and not being there very trusting, knowing I'm here, I'm doing what is coming through for them, and it's up to them to take it or to leave it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just that right there is a very powerful realization. If you just use this as your next step in terms of what you're looking at for growth, like in, instead of looking at how can I, you know, get a better connection, which practicing and all that will help for sure because it's showing your mind in the universe, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I would do it until I get it. Um, so that's definitely one aspect I would do. Um, but yeah, this is where I would look at where can you, you know, access the deeper level of the connections, the agreements that you have at energetic and spiritual level with these relationships, and how can you shift into being um, authentic, that's not the right word, being um, true, right, to your love for these people um, for the current agreement while actually finding a solution to still shift into being more you. Because there's a solution to do that. And that's where you're going to change relationships with your husband, with your kids, with your money, with yourself. If you look at this, yeah. In fact, it's showing up even more now. Do you feel it? Yeah. This um, sense of responsibility is very something you've been carrying in a lot of ways for very heavy. a long time. Yeah. Very heavy. Yeah. Would you like to release that? I don't know if I can. Mm, why? Because I don't know if everybody would be safe if I did. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Let that out. Those tears are just pent-up energy because you've been holding on to that. You've got to keep your family safe. You've got to love them. And yet there's a part of you that's saying, I need to be me. Yeah. So just feel how surrounded you are right now with love in this whole space that's allowed you to just see what's there, very loving, very loving. This is such a beautiful moment to see that the way that you've been loving people in your life, it really hasn't been the best expression of you or the best way to fully love them, and there's so much more that you could be and do and give. Just go ahead and just be in your heart and just say you're ready and you're willing to let it shift and that everybody will be safe. That you're not going to be called to do anything that will hurt anyone. And 
And just feel a deep love and respect for yourself. Just allow that, that feeling you have right now for keeping them safe, allow that to turn towards you. Turn inward towards you. Feel that. I want you to be safe. Just relax and feel there's some beautiful, beautiful red light and energy coming down through your crown and through your head and your throat and to your heart. And just feel that just moving up and down. It's just creating space. It's letting you know that you're safe and that there's a way to be you and to be there and to have love in these relationships that you no longer have to suppress your true desires. There's not an either or. <sighs> Just feel that space for new ways of seeing and being and connecting and solving. Just lighting up in your field. Mm, that's it. Just let go. Just sort of unwinding and the darkness is unwinding and the light is surrounding you. So what shifted for you? Like it could be possible. Like maybe there is a way. Great. I just have to. I just have to believe that there is a way, and that everybody will be okay. And I have to believe in the the energy that I myself have seen and felt and experienced for years to support me. And I have to have more faith in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's perfect, and that's the exact place you need to be. You only need to be in the place that, you know what, there could be a solution because that opens the door, right? So that opens the door. And, you know, you have control over the speed of your journey, and you have, you know, the ability to really stay in your space and say, I need to walk through this in a certain way and I need support in a certain way and then know that it's there and make that request to be connected to these energies, these voices, these messages, these spirits, these all these different things that you had this connection to. Just sort of be like, oh, okay, you know what? It's safe for me to, to be with you because I am now open to the fact that we will only be connecting if this is going to open in a way that I can do. And there is that way. So just be in that space of possibility. That's all you need to be in right now, okay? Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was so heavy, and I think that's definitely what's been the block. 
that it had to be, and that dense energy is 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 dense. Yeah. It is, and that's the wonderful thing about, you know, trusting the energies and learning to interpret them and, and allowing that to come up. And so, you know, part of the story um, in your pattern, you know, in your subconscious is, you know, I, I need to belong, you know, and not only as a child belongs to a family, but now you're as the responsible party, the parent. And, in, you know, in order to belong and to do that, I need to be like them. And so... Now you can invite these friends in. They've been there all the time. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Heart and Souls, I think it's called. It's a very cute little movie. You might see if you can rent it. It's got Robert Downey Jr. in it. When he's a kid, um, his mother who's pregnant on the way to the hospital crashes in the car with a bus, and all these people on the bus die, but they don't go to heaven. They end up following this little kid around as he grows up, and they're like spirit guides. It's very cute, and they fast forward to him being older, and he's a jerk now, and they, at some point, they stopped letting him see them because the family was saying he was psycho, right? He was he was getting older, and they're like, you've got to stop this, and they decided, they loved him, but they decided intentionally to stop letting him be able to see him, so he went through therapy, and he grew up, and he turned into a jerk, and then they come back and appear in his life again, and it's sort of like that, you know, like they've then, you know, your guides and all that, they've been there all this time, and now you're right. just ready to invite them to reappear. So they're just going to go, oh, could he? <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, sweetie. What was your name? Katie. Katie, thank you, Katie. I appreciate you sharing and being here today. Thank you very much. Now, I've got a lot to meditate on and think about. Thank Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Let me know what happens, okay? I will. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm going to open up another one. we got a lot more people here. I'm going to make sure that we're still got the recording going. I want to stay as long as I can and help as many of you or talk to you and connect to you as many of you as possible. I need to remember to let you know that um, somewhere on the page there's a link that says get a Blissfield session with me. If you'd like about a 20 to 30 minute session, there's no cost for it. Um, you know, come if you really want change. But what I'd love to do is look into where you are, what's stopping you, what you want, and see if we can find the block or look for where your next step is, um, where your money is, if that's what you're looking for. Whatever it is, I like to help people manifest their biggest goal. And what I'm going to be doing, as I shared with you, is um, in a, another month or so, I'm going to be uh, coming out, won't be starting till June, but a, a school where I teach um, energy work and spiritual mastery and connection and communication with spirit guides and tapping into your own blueprint and all of this really groovy, cool stuff <laughs> that we've been talking about and we love and and um and really bring this to helping people know that there's any there is a solution to anything, anything, anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care what situation is. I don't care what your past is. I don't care what happened. Between what I've gone through and the 20 years of coaching and 16 years of hypnosis and energy work and healing and all the different experiences I've had, I can tell you unequivocally, there is a solution and multiple solutions to whatever you're in. 
And so part of it is opening up. It's all about that personal development. And so um, what I'm looking for right now is to talk to as many people as possible about maybe you want a personal spiritual guide. Maybe you need help unlocking to manifest. Maybe you just want um, a clarity session to see what's next. Maybe you're interested in intuition school. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm looking to have a connection with people around the world that want to raise the vibration of what's happening on the planet. And that starts with us, right? Um, believing and knowing that we're divine, that we have a purpose, that we're connected at a really deep level, that this is what we're meant to do, that we are fully funded and supported. Um, there is a solution to whatever it is. And I'm here to help you find it. So let's see who else we can talk to now. All right, so let's just tap into the energy um, transmission that's going on because we were just talking to Katie there and some really beautiful energies that came in. Maybe some of you felt it just for her, right, just for her, some of her personal guides, some of her um, past, right, some of that energy got released from her past. And now you can just sort of see how that release, we've all transformed from that experience. You know, that's the beautiful thing about a community like this and this energy is that everyone on this call had an opportunity to shift along with Katie. Oh, so the energy is very strong right now uh, across my lower back and my mid-back. There's a lot of support coming through, a lot of support for money and worthiness coming through. Okay, so we just want to remind you that you are being connected. And here's a visual that we can use. So if you imagine that we're all around the planet right now, there's like about a hundred and something people right now on here. And... We're just all around the world. If you sort of imagine that we're all these bright lights around the world and there's this gorgeous big pillar of light coming down from infinity through the center of the earth and down and down and down and down and out. And it's connected to everything, to all of source, to all the Akashic records, everything that's ever happened, to all other universes, multiverses. So we have multiple universes that we live within. We have octaves and dimensions and realities. And you just open your heart now. And it's been being soothed and filled and loved and filled with the vibration, 132033, of unconditional love, divine love. And just send a beam of light from your heart now into that central pillar of light. And now we are instantly connected all together beautiful I just remembered that I had a special for you guys I completely forgot about it so what I did was I created um, I took a product that I have and it is not here <laughs> um, it's seven spiritual secrets to six-figure success, and I take you through activating seven different um, levels of your energy, wealth, and power. Uh, introduce you to um, a bunch of different guides that are um, 
like Lakshmi and Ganesh and all of these other things. Um, each level we add, unlock a new part uh, of you and it's done in a format where um, we did it all in one day. So it's about five hours of audio and some beautiful play sheets, worksheets type things <laughs> to go through. And um, I don't think we'll put it on the page where the webcast is. So I will in a moment um, find the page link for you. But it was a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars or something it comes with a deserve the life you desire. And of course we do deep um, high income hypnosis and activations. And I wanted to find something that was super spiritual and practical, which is my favorite thing, <laughs> um, to bring together. And so it's um 91% off or something. It's like two payments of $99. And we'll find it for you here. If you're interested, great. It's simply to really give you something that I think was very profound and a really amazing and wonderful experience to do and to play with. And I, act, I share with you how to create sacred space, um, how to create your own energetic routine to connect to your spirit guides, um, how to communicate with them, um, how to activate your superpowers, basically, <laughs> um, right? So uh, I'll share with you. I'll make sure the email has the link. Uh, apologize right now for some reason. I don't see it. And um, ah, I know what it was, nanakasha.com forward slash spirit rich. Let's try that. So that's just a little treat for coming on the call today. And I also have a place where I would love your feedback. So what I wanted to get your feedback on was, like, how important is your spiritual growth to you? Um, how far are you on the path and what are the things that you most want to learn? Um, when you come to something like this where I talk about sending energy and having guides and angels and different uh, disincarnated beings um, transmitting energy when I, you know, reach into somebody's field and I see or feel their energy field or their patterns or their stuckness. Like, is that uh, interesting to you? Do you want to learn about that? Do you want to hone your skills? Uh, are you confused by it, right? Um, and so if you go to nanakasha.com forward slash spirit rich you'll see the seven spiritual secrets um, where we uncover your super hidden powers and reveal your true identity and you know help you step into your destiny and you know be open your third eye so you can see the invisible and create this this literal spiritual council um, and you know all kinds of goodies come with that so go check that out let me know if you want to talk about it it's just a really powerful thing to help you now the the blog that I'm talking about here if I can find this is um, it's just where you can go and give me feedback Right. So in the email for this call, I said, hey, I'd love for you to come because I really want your opinion on something. And so because you're in my community and you're here and you showed up and you're here in a space letting me share all my weirdness that um, some of the things I've been through uh, communicating with animals that told me that, you know, they needed to be outside to connect to the earth and create a grid of light to, to heal the planet with other cats and, you know, just all these crazy things that I do. Um, so let me see if I can, um, so that, yeah, the, the, the post, you can go to nanakasha.com and just go to blog. 
Um, but the actual link is nanakasha.com uh, forward slash feedback, feedback. And just go in there and comment. Uh, I would really appreciate it to love. And then what do you want to know more of? So I am going to be starting this mystery school, essentially. And I'm bringing back the sacred teachings um, that I've been through. I learned something called the Melchizedek Method. I've been um, initiated into the Camadon lineage and the um, Camadon Grand Master lineage. And um, I've been through activating your know, light body, um, all different levels, uh, so unbelievable, sacred geometry, you name it. And I want to bring all of these things that I've learned and I know and I teach and I coach with, and I want to teach them. So if you went to nanakasha.com forward slash feedback and you just simply put down in the comments there, you know, what you really want to know more of, what's worked for you, what hasn't. Um, and then uh, I would be so honored to be able to share with you anything that could help you. Right, um, and then uh, on that page, I think I also let you give you a link back to the recording for this call, right? And um, again, let you know if you want to have a Blissfield reading with me um, for 28 minutes, it's free. Just make sure that you're going to use it, right? That you're going to use it, and I would love to speak with you. All right. All that wonderful housekeeping, but I really wanted to make this a give for you guys. So, all right. Um, Sally O'Brien. Hello? Hello. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I so relate to right? I'm in Hawaii, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I so to relate to so much that you had to talk about. And I'm interested in my next step. I've been um, a closet psychic for probably uh, 25 years. And um, I've had a business for 28 years. And I've been a Reiki master for 19 years and a life coach and a competence coach combination with my business. And I've been on my spiritual path for 35 years. Hmm. So what do you want to have now as your experience? What's been holding you back? One of the things that um, happened as you also experienced, I lost my daughter. And that was really cracked open my heart and gave me a greater capacity to love. And I went, I've always believed in look for the gift and whatever happens to you. And so I asked God for that because I was angry, because mm -hmm. I'd been channeling and had close connection with the Ascended Masters for many years. And I was just, she died within five weeks. And I walked away from my Reiki practice. And my business tanked last year. I would attract people that would just take the three-day trial 
and then wouldn't have money to follow through. And so I then really got on a spiritual path and attracted a like-minded family of people on the Internet. And now I want to share my journey and really come out and be who I am. Mm. Wonderful. Well, I just want to recognize you and honor you and see you for this amazing journey that you've been on. Your willingness to still be here. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to be here. <laughs> it takes a lot of it takes a lot of desire though to be here through all of that, right? So what a wonderful place though to be right now at this tipping point where it's all gonna just let go. So if you could do anything at all with ease and grace and wouldn't have to worry about the how or the money or anything else, what would you do? Well, I would speak. I would share with the world. I would honor my daughter's life by just sharing what I learned about um, Dr. Hawkins. You know, I call it the stairway to to health and, and to share what I've learned in terms of Quantums and quantum mastery and creation and all the things that I've learned in the past year. Wonderful. So what's what's the biggest thing that would slow you down or stop you? The financial resources to get involved with the speakers' bureaus that I've been involved with and and to continue to do things and to expand, grow, and to really come now from my truth and love and come with love. Be love. Be, think, talk, and act each day in only loving and positive ways. Mm. What would you have to let go of in order to do that? expectations and surrender and just know that I'm always guided and protected and I always have what I need. may not have what I want, but I always have what I need. So how could you let go of whatever is keeping you from fully wanting what you want? and allowing it to appear in its fullness. To be at an even higher vibration than I am right now. Mm-hmm. So just what comes up first? What, what, what do you need to drop? What do you need to let go of to rise up to that next level? I'm getting disappointment and sadness. 
Mm-hmm. But it hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. Because I know it's on its way. Everything that I desire is on its way to take me to a higher level. Well, here's part of the issue. It's not on its way. It's already here. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't manifested yet. It's always been here. Everything has always been here that we need and we want, right? So there's these big, heavy kind of jackets, these heavy blankets of energy, right? That disappointment and sadness. And that it just, there's just layers of them. If you just, really what I'm seeing and feeling that's happening, but I want you to really participate is to, as if you were unzipping a big jacket, you know, with the hood that goes way up over your face and that's really cold, just unzipping that and taking it off and letting it go. Just dropping it on the floor. Take another one off. And the thing about disappointment is it, it, it feels like it's just this kind of mild energy. It's not really intense like anger or, you know, really deeply draining like shame. And yet the problem with disappointment is we avoid it, right? And we judge ourselves over it. And this heavy blanket comes over is like, ugh still didn't happen, oh, I should have happened years ago, or oh, it's not enough, or it's not good enough, or it'll come, or it'll go, or whatever it is, instead of joyfully being in the flow, right, so just keep taking those jackets off. Do I have a lot of them? Because <laughs> I've yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you could yeah. be a clue to how many I have because I'm willing to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Just keep going. I'm just I'm seeing all of these beautiful light beings around you, just taking them off and taking them off and taking them off. It's a very big layer of protection, right, that you've put into your energy field, this padding between you and you know, really getting that next level of deep, intimate connection. Because what would happen? Well, they might find out I'm really not that good, right? Or I didn't, I'm not that much of a success or whatever. That disappointment is a very soft kind of eroding, like water just slowly eroding, eroding, eroding. Right? I had a client who would get this close, she'd work really hard, she'd like make all this beautiful jewelry and she'd line up all these stores to go talk to and then something would happen and she would have followed through, right? And it was like, finally we went deep into a past life where she had done something and it was so disappointing, right? Um, that she lost, you know, fame, she lost respect, she lost all of this. And so just the thought of being disappointed, she didn't want the feeling of it. But underneath it was this giant iceberg of a bigger originating reason that was very, very painful. So just let that 
let that all go. And what's interesting is how all that energy that's being just let go, if there's one you're really hanging on to. Can you feel that right there in your back, like at the back of your neck, down right where that point sort of your neck bends? So can you give me a clue as what that might be? Because I'm willing to let it go, totally. It feels to me like a hook, like you're hanging from a hook. Are you getting any images or feelings around that? No, I was thinking of um of a a saying that my daughter and I had at the end of every conversation was love me, love you more. Mm. And I had uh, a very good friend send me a Christmas ornament that was that. And I was just visualizing and seeing that ornament that I had on the Christmas tree this year. My little tree. And that's related to your daughter who died? Yes. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It's that hook. It's that attachment. So having been in a similar situation. Yes. Um, yes. The layers, right? Many years go by. Many layers go by. Many. It's always there. So what I'd like to do is invite all of the guilt, disappointment, right, of all those dreams and those fun times and experiences and love that never got to happen. All of those dreams of watching her grow and blossom and find life and love and joy felt like they were stolen from you? Uh, not, not really because she was, she was successful and she was a mother and I have grandchildren now and, um, Maybe the three grandsons that she gave me, 10, 8, and 6, maybe that's my hook also. And then I have two other grandsons for my oldest daughter that's still alive. So what is there in your connection to her that you can transform, that won't lose your connection to her, but that you can keep that connection in a different way. Well, then, I'm I'm clear audience, so I hear her, and Mm -hmm. I channel, so I write. I'm a scribe, so I hear her also when I write. There are days when she wants to, you know, talk to me, and, and, uh, I mean, I've had I've had this gift for for many years, mm-hmm. and I haven't 
let other, the world know that I really yes. have. Yes, I know. So that's, that's the hook right there. That's what your next step is. That is the hook. Yeah, that's the, that's your next step is to come out and tell the story. And you don't need to wait to get money to pay for speaking gigs or join certain things. You start to share the story of them and her and you and your gifts and what you've learned and what it will, how it will help other people. And this is your coming out party as well as your honoring her journey and your grandkids. Right? All of the love you share, the energy you have, the way that you've healed, the way that you've moved forward. And now this is gifting you. It's one of the diamonds, right? One of the gifts in that experience with your daughter is that now, you know, you you get to speak with her from that way. You guys get to have a, a different kind of relationship. You get to have, you get to work together. <laughs> yes. You get to create together. You know, you get to have a partner on your side as you're sharing this and coming out and saying, hey, I do this weird stuff. Yes. And and also, I I also um, got very involved with St. Mary Magdalene, and, and I um, interviewed her and um, did the... I was raised Catholic, and... I was asked to do a hundred days of the rosary and that she would give me the truth and the whole truth. And I wanted to find out whether she was married to Jesus. And um, that's a manuscript that I've had since 2003. Yes. I was just going to say that book needs to be out there. I could see the book. Well, you definitely, your next step is to write a book. That doesn't mean it keeps you from speaking or doing anything that's more immediate, but I would immediately start writing the story or take what you have written and start to gather it together. I would sit down and have regular sessions where you channel your daughter, you speak to her, anybody else who wants to come in and begin to create that sacred space for this particular next step. Really honor the fact that you have this gift. How many people out there who've had loved ones die who have no connection to them? They can't feel them. They can't see them. They can't um, talk to them. That's just one offshoot of what you're doing. Really drop into the honor um, it is that you have this gift, that you get to do this in the world. You know, one of the most powerful things that's happening right now, and it's a long-term thing, so it doesn't feel very immediate to people, but the whole point of 2012, right, was the end of this 26,000-year cycle and all these energies and so on, if you're familiar with the Mayan calendar and all that. But what it really is, is when you look at the bigger picture, we now are turning the curve going back towards the golden age, which means we literally move energetically into a space where we are more enlightened easily. And all of these things that are coming more prominent, what you're able to do now, channeling, speaking, accessing, remote viewing, you know, talking to departed loved ones and animals and everything, recognizing this, all of this has been happening 
because we're returning towards the age when everybody is aware of their gifts. But in the meantime, what's good for you to understand is that every minute now, it's sort of like from, you know, <clears throat> the solstice to the next solstice, it immediately starts getting lighter, even if it's two minutes a day, right? We immediately, <clears throat> now several years in, People are becoming more aware of it. They want it more. They need it more. They need to understand it more. They need people like you to speak up. They need people like me to use all my gifts. They need us all to do this because it's going to become more and more needed. People are literally going, for some reason I need to remember this. And you're one of the leading edge people. So it's an honor what you're doing and what you're able to do. And I would think of it as the most fun thing in the world to get to sit down and write a book and to share. And don't wait to speak. Even if you don't have a website, just do a free call. Get a free conference call.com, get a line, put it out on Facebook. Say, I'm going to do a call about something, something, and start talking about it. I already have a book. Open doors. Oh, good. I already have a book, and I also already have a website, and I've lost... I've done, you know, teleseminars and things like that also. But I just haven't done it for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, honey, book a session with me. There's a there's a, a link on the page there. Um, and we'll also get it. You can go to nanakasha.com and it'll pop up at the bottom too. Um, but let's talk about where you are. You've got so many things that are wonderful potential and can help you put this into a little bit of a plan, okay? Thank you so much, and I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to speak with you. And and um, I so relate with so many things that you've said. Namaste. Namaste, sweetie. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Wonderful. All right, let's see. We've got Ursula. Hello? Yes. Hello. Oh, let me take you off speakerphone. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, that's better. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Mm. I I am just taking in everything from everybody, just a little bit of something. Um, And what you just said with the last caller about it's already here, it's Mm -hmm. just resonating with me because within the last year or so, actually probably a little shorter than that, I really have just stepped my stepping out on faith up and and I've started a business and I will be coming up on two years and I think I've spent the first <laughs> maybe year and a half just kind of figuring things out because I've never done this before and it's all new to me but what I really am needing some help with is I have some big ideas but I'm needing to to expand my my client list so that I can, you know, sp- spread my gift. Hello? Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm needing some some help with how I'm going to do that and how I'm allowing it. So tell me what the challenge is. What's the biggest challenge? I don't necessarily know the best way to do that. So you do you have a list or a website? I am building another website website at the moment. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't have a list. I've had a few clients, and that's kind of been it. And I've told more people about it, so I'm being more 
more vocal and open, but nothing has happened yet. Okay, and what what you what do you do? Is it mostly in person, or can you do it over the phone? I can do some of it on the phone. I'm a clothing alchemist. Oh, okay. So, have you ever done Skype sessions? I have not because when I try to download the Skype, it doesn't like my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you probably want to do it on a computer, but when you have, a, you know, when you have something like that, you just keep moving till you solve the problem, right? So you'll say, okay, I'll go find somebody who knows why, or take the phone back to the company, or do it on your computer. But yeah, I have a lot of clients that we are a big believer, if at all possible, if you can expand what you do, especially if you have your own business, right, um, to be able to work with people who aren't just local because then you now you have a global audience, right, and you can right, make and impact globally. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's, so what that's you my can goal do, is not to be local at all. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things you can do is, like, um, I've got personal trainers who are doing this, um, stylists, you know, clothing stylists, um, energy healers uh, who need to see people, like, to read their aura. And we've got them all, you know, doing – some of them still do in person, but they're doing sessions with people all over the world, and they get on Skype video, right? Um, and the other thing is, too, is to – Think about, um, so I'm just feeling into your, why are you doing this? Why why do you want to do this particular job, this particular business? Why? Um, because it allows me, I know that I'm a healer, and I love fashion, and I love to to mer- I want to be, because I first started off just being a stylist, and I knew that I was called to be a spiritual leader, and I wanted to be able to merge, to merge the two and have them be individualized for my uniqueness. So I get to change people's lives through the medium of clothing. I mean, I don't know anybody else that really does it the way that I'm intending to do it. Yeah, that sounds made. Yeah, that sounds much more like I was seeing this this healer. I was seeing all of this spiritual energy. Um, what you're really working with people around is expressing themselves and their self esteem. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So okay, good. Because you just saying your style. I'm like, there's way more depth to this girl. Okay. Well, that's why I said clo- well, clothing alchemist because it's more yeah. than a stylist for sure. Yeah, I you know what I got while while you were talking is that you want to uh, you want to reframe how you're how you're presenting it. Um, even the clothing alchemist, it's fun, but it doesn't it isn't like I don't get it right away. And you know you you said something the exact way you said it was so beautiful. It was like you know I'm a spiritual healer or something that also you know loves fashion. Do you remember kind of what you said? Or how yeah, you describe yeah. yourself? So say say something like that again. I'm a what? I'm a. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a spiritual healer. Yes. Mm-hmm. I guess I want to say spiritual healer who who loves the fusion of spiritual healing and fashion. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fusion of it. I don't know how to. What yeah, I see so in my mind, it's like fireworks and. And me sprinkling my spiritual fairy dust on it. 
See, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how to say that. (laughs) That's way more fun than being a stylist or even a clothing alchemist is is saying, you know, um, I'm a spiritual healer uh, and I work through, um, you know, uh, color, uh, clothing, texture, style, design to bring out and express the true, you know, you, um, or to help you shine or what, you know, however your version of it is. But you really start with the, I'm the healer who works through this medium, right? Or I'm I I didn't want to box myself or or make anybody feel weird about that fact. I know that sounds crazy now that I'm saying it, but. Yeah, so now, first of all, you can't make anybody feel anything, Right. Because they're responsible for their emotions, their reactions, and the meaning they give things. Second of all, if you're going to step out there and really be whatever you are, because you're like a lot of my clients in the Bliss School, they're really creative. So they can, they do CDs and they do, you know, videos and they do healing work and they do this and they, and then they want to figure out how to integrate it, right? And there's this beautiful way where it all begins to come together. Right. Um, so, but think about ultimately what are you doing? Your love of fashion is just like if you were an artist, it'd be the difference between you picking oil paints versus, you know, pastels. And you're just working with a different medium. So think about what's, what's underneath. What is it you're really doing for them? Because a lot of people need, um, stylists. For a couple of reasons. Some people just don't know how to really pick what looks best for them. Some people want to express themselves in a way they've never had the courage to do. Some people need someone outside of them to see them for who they are. But you could take people through a spiritual breakthrough process of discovering who they are and loving who they are and uncovering who they are and some other groovy thing, you know, with vision and then add to it. Uh, you know, and then what we're going to do is redesign you, but we're going to first redesign you on the inside, and then we're going to take that person and say, okay, how do we express that person through your new wardrobe, makeup, hair, whatever, right? Um, that to me is very juicy, very interesting, and if you came to me with the, you know, I help you discover and express that true inner part of you, and then this is the medium through which we do it through, um, that has a lot of traction. Does that feel true to you? It does. My mind is just like, it's going. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to listen to this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously, like, you know, and that's one of the things that I love doing, you know, with my students is because we get to mastermind and brainstorm and see people bring this together. And sometimes you can't see exactly how all the different things you do are going to weave together, but you really want to see it as, if you feel fulfilled, right? So I've had clients who they're techie, they do techie work and, you know, marketing and stuff like that. And then we really discover that in their heart, they're a musician, um, but they just kind of, you know, they may not even do it or they dabble with it a little bit over here. And when we go, you know, start being a musician doesn't mean you stop doing what you're doing right now for money, but just start doing it for fun and and seeing when they begin to integrate things that they love, it opens up other areas. They get more creative, they're more fulfilled, right? So part of your fashion design thing, like you could do a VIP day with people where you, you got together in person, they flew to where you were. You could even partner up with photographers and makeup artists and, you know, pick their wardrobe out, put their whatever together, do some inner work, and then 
have all of it photographed for them. You know, you could really be creative with the different ways that you could serve them and with the tip of, you know, just one part of it being the fashion. So how does that feel? Oh, my gosh. Because, yeah, it, that's ultimately what I wanted to do. Because I had mm-hmm. my, I had thoughts of having an actual building, but having buildings all over because it is going to be a global community. And having not only because I wanted to do the mind, body, and spirit, have like juicing bars and and fitness and yoga retreats and 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 places where different healers and stuff could could you know get, guest star there. So I knew it wasn't just fashion. It's just I knew it was, yeah, <laughs> I knew it big big for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's creative, and and that's why you just you start where you are. And you don't have to start with this enormous thing, but you just step in and so you don't have to have a place. You can just say, you know, um, I do VIP days with clients and we can do it virtually, but if they want to come in person, I live right near the Chopra Center and I'm a member there. So I put them up there and they get all these Ayurvedic treatments and they get access to yoga and meditation there. And then we do deep inner work and then, you know, we pamper them with dinner. And so we get to create a whole experience right, for them. That's transformational at every level. So you can do that, and it doesn't mean you have to own your own building. You know, we rent a villa over there or a room or a suite or whatever you need um, for them, and it all comes, you know, together with what they're paying you. So, yeah, there's a lot of very creative stuff, very creative stuff that you've got, and you've got very vibrant energy. So it feels very, very good. It feels clear, and it feels true. It feels like you're on your right path for sure. Yay. Thanks. Yay. Is there going to be a recording of this so I can listen to this again? Like right now? Yes. Yes. Right now, I'm just kind of trying to take it in, and I'm probably going to need to sleep on it and have wonderful dreams. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and pay attention to them, too, because remember, everybody, like, we're, we're just being bathed in this amazing energy, and if you re-listen to this, you'll just be reactivating it, too. So, well, you know, come on over and um, grab a session with me, too, and maybe in a couple of days, next week sometime after you've processed this, and see what comes up next, and we'll see how else I can help you. Okay. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What a pleasure. All right, Ursula. So, I don't even know what time it is. I'm going to go for another person here. Do, do. Hello, this is a 910 phone number? Yes. Hello. Hi. I, I'm looking at Miss Indigo Ray's website, and I love how you've helped her. She is very clear. Oh, she's amazing. She's an amazing, amazing woman. Oh, my God. She says you have done wonders for her, and I am so thankful that she referred me to you. Oh, well, wonderful. Thank you both. And what's your name? I'm Z. Z, wonderful. Yeah, like zebra. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and I just want to thank you so much for, you know, just teaching us that it's okay to be unique and not be ashamed of it because that's just, you know, unfortunately coming from a religious background what I was taught. Mm Mm-hmm, Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that that's got an opportunity too there, right? Because as you break free from being told one one truth or one angle, now you're you know actually have the desire to search for more truth. Wow, wow, and also what? How do we get our vibration to say yes? Because intellectually, I'm saying yes all the time, but for some reason, there's that shadow vibration there that you know. Sometimes I didn't even know was there. It's like a blind spot, and that you look at in the mirror uh, when you're driving in your car. Yeah, it's a blind spot there about mm-hmm. vibration that's repelling good things coming to me, being receptive, that divine feminine, there is a blind spot there that's telling me, no, it's not good to receive. And I'm thinking that it's from the religion. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what were the primary things that you heard? Is, is money evil? Is it yeah. to sin to be rich? Are you taking away from other people if you have more than them? Wow. And that and, and I guess it was instilled so deeply in me and it plays like a tape over and over again. Mhm. That okay. I can't even hear it I can't even hear it anymore. I'm like, Am I is something wrong? I'm just numb and blind <laughs> to <laughs> No, but it's perfect, you know, that is just so perfect. I want you to just take a breath for a minute and recognize how incredibly tuned in you are to the energy. Because it's very, very accurate the way that you put that. Um, we when we get these beliefs and then these vows and these really deep commitments to certain things that we think keep us safe, they become embedded in our subconscious. And it's a filter everything's run through and it's there all the time, like you said, you know, it's like white noise. You know, I live near um uh a fire station in college and I got used to like fire trucks going off in the middle of the night and I could yeah. sleep through it, you know. But not at first. <laughs> right? Wow. Uh so but the really cool thing is is that as you become aware of it, so what happens to a lot of us is right, things happen in our lives and we're like, Wow, this sucks, you know, I'm tired of of changing. So you said now you have a conscious desire of what you want. Right, but you're not able to shift the vibration permanently or all the way into, you know, getting the results and manifesting what you truly want. Wow, yes, it, it, it's amazing because I can do little things. It's easy to manifest a penny or, you know, maybe a little, little I'm just being, you know, general, but mm-hmm. I'm saying it, it seems like the big things are like I'm scared of it or scared of me, Some something in my vibration, mm-hmm. shadow vibration. Yeah. So what would happen to you when you were growing up? Um, what happened to evil, rich, greedy people? Wow. Um, I guess, you know, I always saw how mean Donald Trump was. That's the first thing. So I immediately made up my mind, oh, my God, everybody must be like Donald Trump that's rich. Mm-hmm. Well, what did your family say and what did the church say? Oh, yeah, that was huge. It was always that the um, rich man can't get into heaven like the eye of a needle or something. Like a camel can't get into heaven the way, like a rich man can't get into the heaven the same way a camel can't get through the eye of a needle kind of thing. Right, yeah. Yeah, which is really interesting because if you study... I didn't study the Bible, but I read books like Catherine Ponder's books, if you're familiar with her, where she's a minister and she studied the Bible in great depth and then wrote books on how um, most of the people in the Bible were very, 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 very wealthy. Yeah, like 
extremely yeah, like King rich. David. King yeah. David was wealthy. Yeah, even the heroes, you know, even the good people in yeah. the stories were wealthy, and so that that's not, you know, the way that it is. So, yeah, what you look at is that the the programs we get, most of them come from our childhood. Some of them come from past lives. We bring some from our DNA from, like, we don't even maybe know that our great-grandmother drowned, but we're afraid of drowning, you know. Yes, Sometimes yes. things come through like that. And so um, the good part is is that, you know, it's reprogrammable. It's just becoming aware of what it is. And in order to, like you said, raise your vibration and stay there and actually be able to, like, keep, you know, the positive outlook when you don't see the answer or, you know, walk through a relationship breakup and say, wow, this is really painful, but it's probably going to be really good on the other side. You know, um, get, get, you know, the opportunities that is going to make the money for you. So here's the thing. Like I said earlier, you live in, um, a field of abundance, your own personal field of bliss that everything you need is programmed in, right? So you don't have to literally like go anywhere to access your happiness or your money or your clients or your house or whatever it is you want, but you have to shift, right? from okay. your vibration. So for you, there's more painful, dangerous things in your programming, in your little girl, or your subconscious yeah. mind, or what I call your poor girl. There's more negative things that will happen if you do have that success than wow. positive, right? Wow. So even though your adult mind says, I really want more money, or I want a successful business, or I want whatever, that little girl, if that little person in there, if that part of you still feels like it's too dangerous, I'll be outcast, I'll be rejected, I won't be yes. loved, I'll be alone. Whoa, that is serious. And then also, you know, being a um, victim of abuse, I didn't even realize how serious the, I mean, because it comes from past lives too, just constant persecution, persecution when you want to stand mm-hmm. in your power. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one thing you can do, I mean, I totally recommend hypnosis, um, okay. and uh, it's so amazingly powerful to go right to the things that you need to know and be able to switch them on that internal level and you have the experience. Yeah. But one of the things you can do is to really, like I was saying in the beginning or kind of throughout the call, what became amazing to me was every time I went through, you know, a, ooh, everything's so great, oh, everything's so horrible, and all the different ups and downs, and then realizing, you know, having these experiences of new levels of, of, of spiritual access and stuff, is that if you reframe everything you're going, you've gone through, and you go, you know, everything was a perfect invitation. Like I call, you know, parents, um, you know, not everybody's parents abused them um, in, you know, physical ways. Some it was emotional, some, you know, verbal, and, and even ones that were very loving. You know, we all have things that happened. And when you really see them as sacred teachers instead of somebody who was really mean to a child who needed love, right? If you see them at a spiritual level, like, you know, my channel proposed to me, well, what if at a spiritual level, you know, your husband and your daughter came to you and said, would you do this for for us? And, you know, it's going to hurt a lot, (laughs) but we really want it, right? So we literally have this agreement with these people to come in and to 
act in a certain way that will trigger us to say, that's not okay. <laughs> to get out of the situation, to speak up, to become stronger, to have more compassion, to have more love, to learn whatever. So it's not a punishment. It's not a learning like you better oh. learn this lesson. It's an invitation. Whoa. Whoa. Does that feel true? Wow. I mean, because it's, that teaches us to marry our shadow and our light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what they're working together, right? And so we, there's studies, right, that show, I mean, Tony Robbins talks about it and everything, right? We'll move away from pain before we'll move towards pleasure. So we want stuff and we'll go towards what we want, but we will be much more certain to keep ourselves safe from pain. So pain meaning rejection, uh, ridicule, humiliation, loss you know, failure, um, all kinds of pain, emotional, financial, whatever. And so you've got to recognize that at some level you're always, there's this inner part of you always trying to protect you from that. And when you go outside your comfort zone and you go do something new, it's scared. And so it's sort of like a drowning man. You know, you ever like, oh, you know, I'm going to do this. Like when people join, even my Bliss Business School, which is like, you know, six seven thousand dollars for the year which compared to private coaching is not that much for some people it's a big deal and it's very scary and they step into it and the first thing that comes up when you may maybe make a choice to do that is that inner part of you knows you're going to change and it's not supposed to let you change it's not that it's evil it's just a thermostat right it's just been told keep everything here and it knows you're alive right here where you are if you take one step left or right you might die so it's going to, don't do that. No, you don't. You can't do that. You shouldn't spend the money on yourself. Now you're going to debt again. Remember when you did that last time? You didn't follow through. Oh, your husband's going to be so mad. Well, what if you don't do it? What if it doesn't work? All of the reasons and excuses and drama come up. It's what I call the chaos factor. So anytime you decide, and it's often when you spend money, but anytime you decide to do something new, so, you know, like one of the ladies on here who said, you know, I want to come out of the closet and let everybody have been knowing doing this and I'm scared. Well, yeah, there, there's real palpable reasons to be scared. And yet here you are and this is what's next for you, right? Wow. So the opportunity for you to let go of this means that it's going to keep coming up because what you want is on the other side of this. In order for you to be the person to make more money, to do what you love, to, you know, not worry what other people think, to find the people you that really, you know, love you for who you are, not for who they want you to be, all yeah. of that to come true, all those things you want in your heart, it's all right there. But it's like, you know, you can't be on this side of the street. You have to go to the other side of the street. You get to the other side of the street, you can't bring all of your stuff with you. You got to leave it here. Oh, my goodness. And it's that attachment. I mean, I I guess it's the attachment that, to me, the illusion of control is so seductive. It's like a carrot you're reaching for right in front of your face, but you cannot get it. Yeah, and it's there, and there's nobody keeping you from it except for this part of you. So I'll tell you one of the most fascinating things that happens with the people that I work with, is we've all been going, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this, I'm working hard, and I've tried for many years, and, you know, especially around money, right? I want to make more money, or I want to do what I love making money, or whatever it is. And when you actually get it, you really aren't prepared, 
because mm. there's a part of you that doesn't really expect to get what you want. Whoa. So if you check in, yeah, check in on that. Everybody, you you know, do this with whatever it is that you are currently focused on wanting to manifest, right? Mm. So whatever it is, if you want to start a business, if you're looking for your loved one, if you want to move, if you want to, you know, go to a new spiritual level, if you want to know what your purpose is, your next step, whatever it is. Just yes. check in and see what, how much on a scale of 1 to 10 do you expect to get it. Wow. You actually expect to get it. And that will tell you a lot of why you might be getting up and down results, right? Get Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You make some money and then the next month you don't make much. So what you yes. have to do is uh, make it a safe space and redesign your belief system to support mm-hmm. what you want. So that it's safe. So there is a, there is a you. There's a version of you. Every possibility exists in this moment. So the you that you are right now, yes. and every version of you that could possibly exist. You know, oh. uh, a happier you, a sadder you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a married you and not married you. I mean, like in every possible area, there's every other version that exists right now, and it's really your choice and how you focus and what you you know, put into your belief system, uh, which one of those is your reality? So when you say, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm not making the money I want or I feel blocked to get to my results every time I get close, something happens or whatever it is, you're really asking to go, right, to a different place. You need to become a different person. So instead of looking always at, we have to do outside actions, but you need to look inside first and take a look at what would need to change. What would I need to believe? So a lot of my clients come in and they're either starting a business or growing a business or, um, you know, starting a new aspect to their business and they want to either make a hundred thousand or add another hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand to their year. And what they, what we have to do is walk them energetically and spiritually out a year from now and connect them with the person that they will be in 12 months when they have achieved that goal. So if you're, you know, imagine, okay, what does it feel like now? Oh my gosh, look back at the year and I made a hundred thousand dollars. I'm working with clients I love. I moved to the place I live. You know, like what is it like and how does it feel like that you already exist? If you connect to that you, you can find out what you need to believe in order to be the person who has that as your reality because your beliefs are going to determine the reality you experience. So you can template yourself. You can say, okay, well, currently I go, I don't know where the clients are and I don't know how much I should charge and what if they don't want to pay me that. Some of the common things people have in the beginning or, you know, what if people think it's too much or whatever. And in order for you to be making $100,000, you can't be thinking that way. Right, You literally can't be walking around wondering if you're good enough or if there's anybody out there to pay you because you're, people make people are paying you. You're making $100,000, <laughs> right? People are paying you. They have seen the value. They will pay you. So you have to be like, yes, 
I am so good at what I do and ask yourself Mm. things like, why am I so good? Why am I so well paid? I'm so well paid. And then let that you in the future answer you and say, hey, you're so well paid because you put your whole heart into this. Because you make sure that when you get a client, it's the right client that you can truly help them. And then you're there to walk them through what they need, like whatever. Thank you, God. That is the best. Oh, my goodness. And, I I mean, to me, it's just like, you know, it it seems as if the mind and the body need to agree. And this mind of mine is so intellectually fueled. Mm Mm-hmm. The monkey mind thing is so real. I didn't realize how badly monkey mind is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it becomes a way of avoiding being with ourselves mm. because there's that part of us that says it's not right, you know, the disappointment that we were talking about a little earlier. And um, the, you know, I keep trying to get there, I almost get there, or and then I just can't get through that last part, right? So thank you so much for sharing. I think there's a couple things you might want to look at, um, Bliss Business School um, and uh, also the Intuition uh, and Energy School that's coming up um, to take your skills and increase them. Wow, you're having an Intuition School come up? Yep, it's going to start in June, and we're going to start, uh, well, we actually can find people up now, but we're going to start talking about it a lot in March, and it's going to be a certification program to be um, yeah, a Bliss Life Coach, and we're going to train you in different ways of channeling energy, seeing energy, using it for healing, and accessing different ways with clients, and then you'll be able to use that with your current practice or create a business around it. Um, but yeah, so keep that in mind because you're, you're, you know, you're right at the point where you, you need a plan. Okay. You yes. need a business plan. Yes. You need some marketing help so you don't get overwhelmed yes. because there's a lot of stuff out there, right? Oh my so <laughs> that's one of the things we do in the Bliss School is we have all the marketing, but we're like, what do you need right now? And yes. keep it simple. Um, and then you just need to like work on that inner money story, right? Not work on it. Allow it to come up. Because, mm. okay, when you're ready to make more money, the stuff that needs to go away comes up. It comes up and goes, ah, and then it goes away. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really want to uh, be tuned in. I, I made a call with you, but but we can definitely talk further about signing up for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you, V. What a wonderful honor to get to meet you. Oh, thank you for your pioneer moves. It's wonderful Mm -hmm. that you saved the way. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Namaste. Namaste. All right, let's see. We've got at least five more people with their hands up. And I am going to need to close this out in a moment. We're going to just finish up some of the energy transmission and look into what's come up through these conversations and these energy shifting. And I want to thank all of you for really holding a beautiful space. We've had an enormous group here today, right in the middle of the day, spending your Saturday here together with us. So... 
What I want to do, too, is invite all the people who have their hand up that I wasn't able to speak to, um, please feel free to book a session with me. They're free. It's right there on the um, page, or you can go over to nanacasa.com, and there's a thing at the bottom that says contact that will pop up in a moment, and you can check out my calendar there. I'd love to be able to answer it. You can also remember to go over to the blog that I created for you guys to give me feedback. Um, today, what you want and what do you want in this um, energy school and intuition school that's coming up? What do you want to know more of? How was your experience with the energy transmission? And that's nanakasha.com forward slash feedback. Um, it's also a blog, so if you just click on blog, you will see it. And just leave a comment there. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. Yes, wonderful to connect to spirit and have them remind you. Um, also, uh, don't forget that we have that special there for you. It's um, Seven Spiritual Secrets to Six-Figure Breakthroughs. It's tapping into your divine um, guides, source energy, your powers, um, and bringing your purpose to the light and having a lot of guidance. It's a very deep and amazing program and it was like a thousand dollars or something and now it's like two payments of ninety nine. So you go to nanakasha.com forward slash spirit rich. Spirit rich. And that's just a oh yeah, I wanted to say then too, there's a thing on there that um if you pay in full, if you don't do the two payments, if you want to pay in full, um we'll give you the abundance activation with Lakshmi that I was telling you about called Reboot Your Inner Money Machine. So what I really, really wanted to share with you is how much I appreciate you coming out and showing me that this kind of stuff is what you're interested in because it's not that I'm really afraid of being attacked or taken down um, <laughs> for sharing my woo-woo-ness and I've got so many more really profound, weird inner stories uh, to share, but that I want to find people like you that know that you've got something to share that maybe you don't know how to access, you don't know how to price or package or share with the world, you don't know what you're meant to do with it, um, that I want you to stay true to that inner voice and come out of that closet. Um, I was starting to share about Karen, the lady in England who was in the Bliss Business School last year, and she exploded, tripled her income. Everything was great. She wrote me this big, long letter. And then what happened was as everything began to happen wonderful for her, part of what she wanted to do was come out as a clairvoyant. And her family in her local um, town uh, did not like that, did not believe in it, and she had a lot of fear, like a lot of you, um, like we discussed today, around expressing herself coming out. And what happened was is all kinds of areas of her life were started to fall apart. And she realized she had to sign her divorce papers and get that over with, even though she didn't want to. And she realized she needed to move out of the town and away from her family because right now currently they were just very negative energy and she didn't want to argue with them. She just wanted to create space for herself. And as all these things came up, you could see them as a breakdown. But as you want to manifest your goals, as you desire to step into living the life that you were designed to live, as you activate these triggers inside of your blueprint, your DNA, and you feel like, oh my gosh, I meant to do this and I meant to do that, I meant to write a book. 
You know, we have a publishing company. We've been doing this for a while um, for ourselves and for a few people and realized, oh, my gosh, this is one way to help people spread their message to the masses, you know, and we just got um, one book to number one in two categories, not just a bestseller, but actually number one bestseller just last week, Parenting with Love. Um, I've got a book coming out. So as these things come to you and through you, it doesn't mean you're crazy and it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And sometimes you maybe have people around you who say be realistic or go slow before them. And sometimes you need to stay where you are and make a plan and a bridge. And sometimes you need to leap off that cliff. But there isn't a moment that you shouldn't absolutely begin to accept who you are and say, you know what, I was designed this way. I can hear these voices. I can talk to dead people, right? Um, I can see, you know, when I do hip, hypnosis and um, inner journeys with people, I, I'm right there in there with them, and I'm seeing it, and, and I'm often seeing it before they see it, and I'm able to guide them as if we're walking through it together. And, you know, years ago in the beginning, I would have that would have blown my mind. I would have thought that was just completely unbelievable. I would have loved the idea, but I never would have believed I could do it. And now I can come out and part of me coming out of the closet today means I'm owning that I have these gifts and these skills, some that I've developed very intentionally, um, some that have come to light through life, and some that came as a gift with me that I brought in. And same as you, these have all come together in a way that now I have a very powerful way of helping people and seeing the truth and going into past lives and energy blocks and battles and connections to family and seeing where you know, you're, you're not able to let your vibration come up and helping you see it. So you're having the experience and you're becoming the master and you're developing your own powers. And so manifesting any goal in your soul is trusting that that goal is divine, that you're meant to have it. Okay, that uh, I talked to a lady who said something like, I don't want to let my spirit down and choose the wrong thing or to follow something that I feel like I want and not be the right thing. If you truly want it, then it is the right thing. It is the next step. It doesn't mean you're going to do one thing the rest of your life and you've made that choice and phew, now it's over. (laughs) Your life is going to go up and down. But if you don't make an intention of wanting what you want and expecting what you want and expecting the best and being the best and giving the best and constantly and consistently expanding your energy so that you can hold a space like this for a hundred some people around the world and allow all of these energies to come in. And I'm here in my bedroom standing the whole time looking out over the backyard. I have a lot of empty space in my bedroom. It's plants and a lot of water things. And this room is literally filled with a circle of energy beings and this be love collective. And beyond that, pillars of light and walls of light and and other entities and masters. Um, and I don't even get... A feeling inside of me like, oh, my God, I, do I sound stupid if I'm saying that to you or, you know, um, am I bragging? I went through a period, maybe you're in a period where you're so good at what you do that you don't doubt it anymore because we really tend to doubt it for a while, right? And then you maybe go through a period where you sound like, you know, you wanted it so bad or it's so cool to you or so amazing to you that you can do this. And you then feel like you're bragging because part of you is like, dang, I'm so excited I can do this. And then, you know, part of you is like you want to fix everybody. You go through that phase where you want to just, I don't want to do the coolest things. I've got the greatest information. I've got to tell you. I've got to tell everybody. 
you know, and then you get hurt because people don't take your advice or your healing or they, they start to heal and they choose to hold on to their limitations and you feel responsible and you feel sad and you want them so much to see their potential the way you can, you know, and then you move into a space where you really love and accept yourself and you think this is just great that you get to live the life doing what you love and helping the people who really value what you need and that they're ready and letting and gifting everybody with their past. So one of the biggest things I've learned is that I can only create my reality, but I can choose what's in it. So when my mom disowned me and screamed at me, I don't love you anymore during my divorce, it felt like huge foundation of support and love was taken away and everything was a lie and there was a betrayal and there was triggered another level of I had been adopted so I was a second mother who didn't want me and a whole other pattern and yet in the moment because I had spent so many years diving into understanding energy, increasing the ability to channel, to receive information, to get answers, to explore Akashic records, to unlock cellular memory, to shift uh, and, you know, to go to alien planets and, and learn. All of the different things came together and I'm able to now just see, oh, you know, it's just like I went through music school and learned a lot of different instruments, right? And for you right now, for you to manifest, you need to honor the things that you feel driven to learn that you think are super, super cool. And you need to say, yes, I can have them because I've had a lot of businesses and a lot of successes and um, I've enjoyed every one of them. I've never done a business I didn't like what I was doing. And yet I look now and I realize that as I've changed and evolved myself, the biggest thing you can do for yourself is accept who you are and love who you are and follow what you desire in your heart as soon as possible. Don't wait till you're 50 or 60 or 70 or even 40. Right? Don't care what other people think because if you don't listen to that calling in your heart now, it's just going to come back later. And you have everything you need. You're here on a fully funded mission. There is no way that the solution for what you most want isn't here. It's already here. And it's not that you're stupid or you're blocked or you're doing it wrong or you've screwed up too many times that you don't see it or haven't accessed it or haven't maintained it. Maybe flip that thought. Maybe in order for you to manifest your goal, you need to say, I'm perfect exactly the way I am. Maybe I'm trying to shove a round peg into a square hole. Maybe I need to find a different community. Maybe I need to think, okay, am I trying to do things the, uh, the old way or someone else's way? Am I really listening to my heart? Am I making my life fun? Is your life colorful and fun? Is what you do really, really lighting you up? You know, and, and there's stuff I did that, I don't want to go back and be a pet sitter again, and I don't want to go run another real estate investing company the way that I did. I want to invest in real estate, but I don't want to have a whole business around it again. 
And yet at the time I was so connected to it. So know that whatever you feel driven and on fire for right now is the perfect place for you. Trust your path and your journey. Come and have a bliss field session with me for free, 20 or 30 minutes. We'll look at your path. We'll look in your field. We'll see what your next step is. We'll see what's stopping you or blocking you or whatever it is you most need. And we'll just fill you up with love. Because what I want most for you is I want people in this world that are activated to go after what they want, to be themselves with no excuses, to no longer have to validate who they are and why, to no longer have to be afraid of money. You know, like some people in hypnosis who go into past lives and then they remember they were beheaded for their money and they're like, well, money equals killing, so why would I want money? There's all of this depth within you, but you, you are ready, but there's another level of you that needs to come through. There's another level of you that you're not quite feeling safe and trusting to let out. And to truly manifest any goal in your soul, you need to know that it is divine and comes ready packaged with everything it needs. So like a little box of macaroni and cheese or something, it's got everything in the package that you need. And if you have to add, you know, milk or something, well, that is just you. That's just your energy that needs to get added. So I want you to feel as we're just bringing this together, and thank you for spending three hours with me. This has been phenomenal and fantastic. I feel like, whew, just like I've been at a playground all day or something at a fair with all this amazing energy moving through us. So let's just send out some gratitude together as a circle. And I'd love it if you just stayed fully present for the last minute of this call and really added your energies and your love. Feel that beam of light from your heart into the pillar of light. Feel it feeding back through everyone around the planet. Feel that gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being love. Thank you for seeing yourself as the strength, the beauty, the power that you really are. Thank you in this moment for accepting that love is the path, that love is moving through you, that love created you, that love is emanating from you, from what you most desire. And the most love that you can give back is love that is coming from you doing what you most love. When you feel loved, when you feel loving, when you feel you're giving from love because you're doing something that you love, now you have the opportunity to really be in the flow. And what could matter more than feeling love in every moment? Doing what you love, making yourself happy. How much more could you be and do and give for the world, for your family, for others, for your children? You will keep everything in your world at the best that it could possibly be by being you. Don't have fear that you're alone. Don't have fear that things will fall apart If they do, you're being liberated. Please allow your heart to speak to you. Listen to it. Trust it. Follow it. Come and speak to me if I can serve you. We have the Bliss Business School, which is still enrolling for a little bit while here. Awesome place to have a global community and all the marketing you need and all the deep inner work and the money work and money story. You do all the hypnosis and everything with you guys there. 
let me know on that blog, right, forward slash, hmm, forgot now, <laughs> the Spirit Riches is a, the $99 two-time offer for that course. So we'll put this all in an email to you. I want to just make sure you have these avenues of like, I need more, I want more. Come and talk to me for free. Or maybe you want to get into business school, or maybe you want that course that's $1,000, it's only a couple hundred now. Or maybe you don't want any of it, you just want to go away and say thank you for being in this space, and I want to thank you for being in this space, and all of us have benefited from that. I'm just going to spend a moment here just being a complete and total open channel for this divine energy that's come through. Just please be in a receptive mode. Don't think, don't think. Relax. Let go, let go of where you're going next. Let me feel all of you here. There, there. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Namaste. This is Nanakasha. Come visit me at nanakasha.com. Let me know how I can serve you. And please go, go, go out into the world and spread this beautiful divine vibration and this beautiful ball of energy that we've added to this grid around the world. We've added love and empowerment and stepping out and being ourselves and expression into the world. That wave is going around the world. Feel good about yourself and what you did for yourself today and what you've now done for everyone else by changing who you are in the last few hours with me. And share it. Share it in any way you can. Thanks, everyone. Namaste.